0: of greenness.
1: Welcome to Us Weirdos Have to Stick Together, the show where a couple of weirdos talk all about the Elf House. My name is Patch, and I'm joined by the most wanted criminal on Etheria, it's Chloe. And I also uh, botched the opening.
2: Yep, you did. Let's stick it. A bit. <laughs> not, no stop, no restarts. Uh, One take.
1: <laughs> talk all about She Ra and the princess of Power, and I'm joined by the most wanted criminal on Eternia, it's Chloe.
2: <laughs> Wait, no, it is Etheria, not Eternia. You're right, I did it. Ah. (laughs) You can just splice it all together in the end. Nope, we don't do that. No, we gotta keep it in. (laughs) Everybody has to hear this mistake. This is funny, this is great, let's keep going. Hi, it's Chloe,
1: hey. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, I normally ask how things are going for you today, but uh, clearly they're in a weird mood. So, before we get too deep into it, uh, we have a very special guest today. Uh, joining us from the quest friends podcast it's kyle hello
0: hello i am to my knowledge not a wanted criminal anywhere but that you know the night is young
2: well i mean you're doing the princess alliance right here so that officially makes you a criminal just by default that's (laughs) a good point do i get a boat you know, no, they, they set it on fire in this episode, and I thought meanwhile it was going to take us like another three seasons till so that boat blew up.
1: But no, it's dead now. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, it might not be a bad idea to start a boats exploded count.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but only one exploded so say... far in this. Dude, oh, I nah, two. I, I thought two. So. Yeah, two. Sure.
0: <laughs> my 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 memory is is all sorts of all sorts of hazy because it's been whenever the final episode of the show came out it's been about that long since i've thought about it so i know the big things that haven't happened yet but things like which particular boat explosion happened which particular season i could not tell you it is just a haze of wood going down in flames Usually, Usually in water. That
2: that tracks. If you haven't like really like watched the show since it aired, or rather since it finished, that would have already been two and a half years ago basically. Because it yeah, like finished yeah. like right before Owl House started, I wanna say. Or like See, right around the same time that it began, more or less.
1: Chloe's episode that we're covering today aired in April of twenty nineteen, so that's about three years ago, yeah, since season two started. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, no point worrying too much about it. There are so many flaming boats in this show, it's like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is it a spoiler to tell me if there's more past the two that we've seen so far?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure it counts as a spoiler if they're going to telegraph it the way they do.
0: True. <laughs> sure. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing unless, like, Seahawk gets, like, dramatically murdered sometime in the next couple of seasons he will set boats on fire it's what he does um that's like you know asking will hootie do something horrifying in the next season of the owl house yes yes (laughs) unless he is dead that
2: will happen Uh, you can't kill hootie no one can kill not even the collector could kill hootie he's too powerful he just holds. Hootie basically is always has like the the weighted training belt on, where it's like he's always holding back, and nobody can best him as a result. It's only <laughs> if he unleashed all of his power, he would just destroy all the realms, including. I'm Infinity glad of, that I. tangentially related. <laughs>
0: I'm glad that I looked up Seahawk, and one of the first six images you see is just him doing a thumbs up with the text commit arson.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's about
0: right. Not, not that's a it. sticker. <laughs> you can buy that sticker. There's a second sticker that says commit arson. You have two options. <laughs> um, okay,
1: well, we don't really have any kind of, like, protocol for when we have guests on the show because we haven't had enough guests to develop it but just in general uh what would you say your history with shira is is it something you're big into <laughs>
0: uh yeah so my history with shira was um i watched it when it first came out and i want to say my experience with it was very similar to uh, actually watching avatar the last airbender um because i'm not I'm definitely not one of those uh one of those adults who like pretends that kids shows are secretly entertainment designed for adults, you know like they're kids shows they're designed for kids yeah um but oftentimes when i'll when I start watching one there there is a difference between a show that's like really targeted towards kids and then one that like, is designed for all ages to enjoy. Uh, and I think this one, and... Uh, I had this a lot with Avatar The Last Airbender Season 1, because I watched that long after that came out. This kind of sense of, okay, this feels a little a little too targeted for kids, or, you know, I, I can clearly tell this is outside of my... Demo- I'm not part of the demographic this is, like, marketing towards. Um... And then uh, with both shows, the second season happened, and all that went out the window. And I just, uh, I tore through Avatar, and then She-Ra, I watched it pretty much as it came out with, I don't know if I watched it with my roommate, but I did watch it with my fiancé, and I was delighted every step of the way. Uh, And then, you know... Stole characterization for my own characters In my own work which is a pretty good sign That you like something yes, When you sure. just <laughs> find a character and you're like They're mine now I like them,
1: Love them. Yes. Um, Excellent.
0: <laughs> yeah and then I watched it and then it came out And then I moved on to different shows Like uh, I don't have like a super yeah. Deep connection with it but it is a show That I liked and I watched quite a fair bit While I liked it Wait I watched I liked and I watched it and I liked it quite a fair bit as I watched it. That's the correct way of saying that sentence.
1: <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, this one, this show was my pick for this uh, rewatch since Chloe really didn't have any experience with it, but yeah, it's yeah, always, just nice went. to hear how people have dealt with the media recovering.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd only really watched the first season and kind of just fell off because I think there was just enough time because like. I, I, I guess I, it was only maybe, like, what, five months between the end of season one and the start of season two? Something I, like that, I think, yeah. I think it was, like, kind of, like, just around that time, I just kind of got a bit tired of the vomit it all up on one day kind of format that Netflix and other yeah. sites do. So, like, I mean, that's that's why it's, like, you know, like, with me being, like, with watching Owl House Live, it's like, oh fuck, now I need to wait another week, but at least there's more next week. Or <laughs> two. Just, eh, it's all out here, just gotta fucking binge it before you see spoilers everywhere and it's like yeah i don't much like that yeah that's fair
0: (laughs) no i i i absolutely get that which is why it's incredible to think of how quickly it came out because it was all like it's what five seasons and probably a couple like two three years
2: yeah because it started in 2018 Um, and then finished early 2020 so it was like yeah like a little over two
0: which is, I suppose, with the Vomit Up format, what you have to do, because the breaks are going to be so much longer if people watch it in one day, and that's what people are going to do if they really like it. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
1: The thing is, though, I mean, altogether, she I think it's 54 episodes total. So even though know, it's, yeah, it's like two years, that's still only like two seasons of a traditional show.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's It was interesting... Uh, I don't remember if they did it with season four or five, but season two, how uh, they cut that up into, like, a seven-episode thing and then a six-episode thing, and yeah. it's like, all right, yeah. you took your half-length seasons and made them even, like, they, you cut them in the quarters. <laughs>
2: yeah, we, we were talking about that back when we first started the show, where it's like, yeah, seasons two and three are, like, four, like, six or seven episodes, long, and that's it. It, it kind of, it's very strange that they just Yeah, the around. guest
0: episode for for the season two quote unquote finale will be interesting. Cause it'll be, well, that was another episode. Almost like it wasn't a f- season finale. <laughs> yeah. Almost
2: like it had to be cut up and split into two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which again, is like stuff we talked about with Sira, Sira season one so far, where it's like the bit where you, you're led to believe that Entrapped dies. That feels like that would have been a season finale. And then the very next episode, they're in, like, episode, like, 11 or whatever, season. it's like, ah, nah. Just kidding. Or was that 10? Yeah, she's I fine. Yeah, it was, like, 10, yeah, because episode 8 was Princess Brom, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, she's okay. It's like, oh, cool.
3: Yeah. I,
0: I can't remember if I knew if she was allied with the Horde in the original series or not. Like, before I watched that, I can't remember.
2: Yeah, because I, I didn't know that until Patch brought it up, like, last week. <laughs> I think I think it
0: was like yeah, I, I think I must have because uh one of my friends has big beef with entrapta She just doesn't like entrapta's reasoning <laughs> for like betraying everyone. And I think one of the things that made it different is I knew that that was going to happen, so I wasn't super bothered because I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is what this character does, like they needed to get her with the horde eventually." yeah that's
1: fair,
2: yeah and I mean, like in I mean she is manipulated by somebody who has been manipulated her entire life. it's it's I feel like it's not as far a stretch of like, hey, join us, we'll appreciate you and also get you some cool shit to work on, it's like, yeah, no, it's pretty oh, simple how you could- inter- view that because like she doesn't really she doesn't really particularly view people as people, she's only interested in like building shit <laughs> absolutely,
1: <laughs> I guess uh. Before we get into actually talking about the shows, we should probably chat a little about the greatest controversies that we've experienced on us weirdos here. Uh, Are you aware that Entrapta is the oldest of the princesses at 30?
0: Excuse me, what?
2: Yeah, this this was something I remember
0: remember when... Excuse me, what? We
2: covered episodes 5 and 6 together, which is when they're introduced to Entrapta and uh, Seahawk. Mm-hmm. Seahawk in the episode beforehand. And Pat told me Seahawk is 18 and then chapter 30. I'm like, clearly somebody <laughs> must have written down the opposite ages and then mixed them up at some point. It's just like, eh, fuck it. Because <laughs> it's like, no, no way is Seahawk like 18 or 19 and then chapters 30. <laughs> it's just no. What? Like, there's... So I'm looking
0: at this random website, I guess. Yeah, puts her at 29. I like on one hand and I won't speak because I know not both of you have watched further but anyone who has watched further in she I think will know what I'm talking about her being like 29 years old makes something that happens later in the show a lot less gross but to be <laughs> honest I just thought the other character was younger than I thought they were <laughs> So, um, yeah, Angela is 35 according to this thing. Entrapta is six years younger than Glimmer's mother. Wait, no, Angela is she the aunt? No, Angela, no, Angela, is, Angela is, is the mom.
2: Yeah, Cat's the spell. Okay, <laughs> six
0: years younger than her. Mo- what? That character is 30 years old. <laughs>
2: I'm just looking at all... Some of these haven't appeared yet. Wait, shit, I just realized you just said that, and I'm like, wait, I'm only, like, half a year away from being as old as Glimber's mom. And <laughs> <But> I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> We're canceling this I'm podcast. I'm just sitting there.
0: <laughs> like, some of these track. Like, sure, Kyle is 20 years... Wait, why is Kyle older than she Yeah, that doesn't make any kind of sense. Kyle's, like, 15, and I refuse to believe otherwise. Scorpia at 20 makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that tracks.
2: Yeah, Scorpia has big sister energy.
0: Seahawk is 60. Not Seahawk, it's Shadow <laughs> Weaver. Sorry. I'm looking at all
1: the ages here. I mean, that's a good 60.
2: I, I feel like we have broken Kyle before we even start proper. <laughs> I just
1: Yeah, well, I mean if we had to get into it, you know, we wouldn't want to I break just that don't... later.
0: I just don't know how I feel about the fact that she is twenty nine and that this doesn't come up. <laughs> yeah. I just Yeah. Also this thing also has characters heights and weights. What's
1: that? I don't know about. Like that's not yeah. ever covered. <laughs>
0: Interestingly, it notes that Adora gets taller when she turns in the Shira but apparently not heavier which i know is just an oversight but i choose to believe that like she just gets less dense as she becomes <laughs> shira and becomes like more buoyant in water <laughs> they're I mean, just I mean, stretching I mean, out the si-
2: she was in heavy armor in the water and didn't really sink, so clearly she has to be more uh, buoyant, because <laughs> otherwise she would clearly immediately, it's she would really fail those. Uh, I guess it would be athletics to make sure you don't drown. That's <laughs> like she would definitely yeah. fail those texts if she didn't weigh less. When so, she's She-Ra. well,
0: as we all know, matter cannot be created or destroyed. So I think this is just clear evidence that uh, Adora is just stretched out to make Shira just every <laughs> time. <laughs> What a nightmare! <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like it's like I'm uh, still on this page. It's like, it's like that character Dread from that uh, Twitter comic. That uh, God, what is their name? <laughs> I forget. I'm trying to think of what their name is. Uh, Dredd is like that alien with the forearms who's trans and is an assassin. There's this one comic where Dred just keeps making himself, <laughs> herself taller and taller. I guess I don't Incredible. know why
1: you're bringing up a Twitter comic when Hootie is right there. Uh, also that, <laughs> but I was thinking,
2: I don't know, I was thinking more along the lines of like a big person who could, I guess, murder, I guess. <laughs> Although I guess Hootie, I guess we have, again, we have confirmed Hootie has done
1: murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh my well, goodness. One more thing I want to throw at you. This is totally a pilot question. We'll see how this goes, how you feel about it, and maybe we'll ask this of other guests in the future. But here at Us Weirdos, uh, we are proud of being weird. It's kind of our whole thing. So, you know, you're on the team. We're glad to have you. What makes you a weirdo? <laughs> Oh no, <laughs>
0: I consider myself boring, so that's going to be hard. <laughs> um, it, mostly because I, I associate uh-huh. what makes me weird is what makes me fun. Um, hey, that's what it's about. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> okay. You're piloting this question and I am, I am, I am floundering in the wind um because every single example i can think of is something extraordinarily mundane like oh man i still like lego you know, oh man, I have a, I have a, I am a white man with a podcast.
2: I, I feel there like. There is
0: nothing strange there.
2: I I feel like most people in their 30s would still like Legos, because Legos are fucking Ex- rad. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Liking Legos, exceptionally mundane. Having a podcast, everybody has a podcast. Yeah, pretty much. I, it, Uh, what, 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 what makes me strange is that (laughs) I'm going to leave that pause and I'm going to, you know what? No, you know what? I figured it out. Okay. Audience, what makes me weird comment then like and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. I don't know if you upload these on YouTube
2: as well. We do not. <laughs> but
0: all right. Well, then smash that subscribe button in your podcatcher. Hit like, comment. What makes Kyle weird? Share with your friends. Hashtag uh, why is Kyle weird?
1: <laughs> there we go. Free engagement. All right, you heard it here first. Leave <laughs> a review on the podcast telling us why <laughs> one of our guest is weird. <laughs>
0: Man, great show! This one guy real strange though, for this specific reason.
1: In all seriousness, if you want me to cut that segment, just say so. I just, it it seemed like an interesting thing we could chat about. No,
0: that's that's fine. It's it's fun. I just couldn't think of anything.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Um,
0: because I mo- most things I could think of are just accidentally insulting to other people. I like Lego. I still watch kids cartoons. Like, things that, first off, are very mundane, and two, I feel like...
2: Both adults do.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like weird isn't an insult, but the only thing I could think of would be an insult in the context of me claiming it was weird, if that makes
1: sense. Yeah. yeah. See, that's why I'm a little hesitant about the question, because as much as I like it, it goes with, like, our whole thing on the show. I do genuinely know people who would be offended by the word, so it's... It's an interesting line to walk. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Google tells me, is Katra a top or a bottom? Why is this a question when I look up She-Ra Princess Age? I figured it out. I obsessively watch bad food videos. I mean, lots of people do that too, but that is my obsession. <laughs> that is my passion. Is watching the the shitty food people make to get like height to get angry reactions. <laughs> it fills me with joy inside.
1: Oh, that is an excellent reason to be sent to the opium. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty
3: of all
2: charges. Okay. Is Catra
0: a furry? In all caps, Catra is not a furry. She's a tabaxi. (laughs) God bless the internet.
2: No, like, here's the thing. Catra's not a furry. Adora is probably a furry because she's, uh, you know, in a relationship with a tabaxi, right? (laughs) Although, although maybe it's more that she's just (laughs) open-minded. And she's like, yeah, race doesn't have anything to do with it.
1: Well, I mean, listen, I feel like we're getting into demographic stuff. But the question here really, I think, breaks down to, are you a furry if you're just naturally an animal person? Like, you don't have a fursona, that's just who you are.
2: Yeah. Like, I I wouldn't describe, like, my friends to backseat nor my shifter as furries because they're just, like, animal people, one more than the other.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, you know. (laughs) Uh, Semantics. But, uh, I think it's probably about time we get into the episodes, we good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the only thing I could really,
2: the only thing I could really say is that I've been playing the cat game, and the cat game is good.
1: (laughs) Hey, cat game. Cat game. i've heard
0: I've, I've heard very good things one of my friends has been ex- very hyped for the cat game the
2: cat game has been everywhere on the internet and like even one of my roommates was like chloe have you heard about stray and i'm like yeah i, I i've been playing it early and they're like oh okay because we also bought it and like they were they have a computer that's out on like the main tv in the living room and they were also playing Stray. <laughs> so i was i was watching them play through the beginning part of stray even though i'd already played it myself
1: <laughs> uh Fair. Meanwhile, I've started Pillars of Eternity, because for some reason I decided to play an isometric RPG instead of the cat game. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. My episode today is Season 1, Episode 13, The Battle of Bright Moon. We open in the Whispering Woods, and we just get like a 15-second recap of the last episode, and then the credits happen. It's super quick. <laughs> But as the Real episode, helpful for me. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> to say
0: really. Someone who hasn't watched in two and a half years coming back to watch the season one finale. Oh, I'm did, like, all oh, right, this is what was happening. You, you didn't
2: watch any of the season one episodes besides this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I went straight. I I I followed the mission. I watched the episode, and I was like, "All oh, right, hack the planet. Got Fair. it. Let's yeah. move on."
2: Compared to when Mike was on when they watched all of season one and then all of season two before they were on season one, <laughs> now they just liked
1: it so much. Yeah, this was back during the owl house. And they just they yeah. chose to caught up, even though we gave them cliff notes about the important stuff to hit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Uh. They're just like, yep, no, I, just, I started watching it, and then I because I wanted to start from the beginning, and then I just got hooked, and oops, I watched all of it.
0: A <laughs> well, great way to you make new fans. It's half the reason you bring people on. Exactly.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> figured out our scheme. Um, <laughs> hmm, so we open proper in the Fright Zone, where Katra is called down to look at the readouts of the results of their experiments. Uh, destabilizing the Black Garnet has caused, quote, tidal waves, firestorms, and earthquakes. So, you know, basically just standard normal climate change. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Entrapta is thrilled that she's gotten results at all, because essentially what she's doing is she's giving more power to the Black Garnet, and thereby draining power from the other runestones, which is throwing off the balance of the planet's runestone network and making the other princesses weaker, which Catra is super into, and she wants to make permanent, um, this is a bad plan, IMO, unless you particularly like it when the weather is fire, but whatever. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, she figures uh, if she just destroys her runestone, then this imbalance should be permanent. And so she gets the horde together to go attack Brightmoon, since the woods are frozen over and can't stop them. Uh, this seems like a tactical misstep to me. Uh, they've been to Perfuma's country. They know there's no defenses. <laughs>
2: yeah Just... there's that <laughs> like there are way easier targets that you could go after but i guess because bright moon is the like where the leaders of the rebellion are they're like we gotta kill them at the head basically
0: here's the thing here's the honest truth is adora at perfumo's place or is adora at bright moon, Adora's <laughs> at bright moon. that's what you like obviously yeah not yeah. that she's doing it just for her, but you know, like if Shador is there, like
2: you know that tactical advantage. Technically, when they decide this, she's actually not that bright moon because they're getting back in the <laughs> beacon. So
0: this is what I get for just watching the final
2: episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they they arrive at like the start of this episode when they get off of uh, Swiftwind.
1: His name, I kept writing as right.
2: Silverwind in my notes. I had to stop and be like, wait, nope, that's not him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, so back in Bright Moon, Angela is, like, using herself as a power battery to fire the Runestone's distress beacon, because I guess the Runestone is, like, reflexively fighting to try and balance the planet on its own, which is interesting in that it indicates that the Runestone has a will, or at the very least a purpose, and she's just kind of using her own strength to keep it going, which is... I guess sometimes power balances do go both ways, but that seems wild. (laughs) Uh, Adora figures out pretty quick what the Horde is about to do, and insists that they need to get ready for an attack. So we move to the war room, where Bo tells us that the entire Horde army is moving through the woods. Um, (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous. They're like, everybody's coming. (laughs) Smash Bros announcer everyone is here.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And they do have like a, a holographic battle map thing, which is interesting to me because this is the first real technology we've seen from this side. Normally they just have like medieval level technology but with magic uh, backing it up. So. I think
2: I think they showed this map back in the Seagate episode.
1: Did they? I don't remember I, it.
2: I think so. I think I remember seeing this map before
1: well, alright. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they, they seem to get pretty immediately what the Horde is here to do. And Bo is starting to freak out that no one else has arrived after the distress beacon went up. But, like, I don't know how far away the other kingdoms are. It has been... But even if we assume there's been a time skip, it has been an hour at most since she fired the beacon. Not everybody can teleport, Bo, come on. Um... <laughs> But Adora uh, just says that no one else is coming because the Princess Alliance is broken, and so they're all protecting their own kingdoms. Uh, Spinarella and Natasa arrive, just being very lesbians. Um, frustratingly enough, these two, in this moment, are the first confirmed queer characters in this show, despite the fact that everyone on this show is gay and trans.
2: Yeah. But hey, at least they actually talk in this episode. They do but, stuff. It's true. They're they not, do do They're things. not just sitting in chairs to wave and be name dropped. <laughs> they are in the trivia for voice actors, even though we already established one is just Nate Stevenson. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so Bo insults them the instant they get there. He doesn't know what they're doing or why they're here and Natasha is understandably upset by this. Uh, Angela tells Glimmer not to fight, because she doesn't have powers right now, and she's still having her little magic seizures. Adora, of course, wants to do it all herself, because that's the whole point of She-Ra, but the others point out how dumb that is on account of the entire Horde army is coming. <laughs> And yet
2: they will only field four people in the defense. <laughs> One of which being the Queen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a single guard out there.
0: <laughs> I I get so caught up about the fact that you see guards in the scene before the war, so you know they're there. <laughs> like you know they have the guards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're just not doing anything. We, <laughs>
1: nope. We've seen guards all over the place through this season. There's a scene in the first few episodes where Adora kind of falls into their training camp while they're doing uh, uh-huh. martial exercises.
2: Yep, sure does. I get. I know that the obvious answer is we don't have the budget to have a fucking Helms Deep amount of army <laughs> people here, but still, <laughs> I two it. guards. Two
0: guys next to Angela. (laughs) That's all I want. Yeah,
2: they could could have had at least a few guys around her and maybe have, like, just, like, I don't know, silhouettes of people in some shots just being like, oh, yeah, there's more than just Adora, Dora, and Bo on the battlefield and Angela up at the Moonstone.
1: Or at the very least, like, archers up on the battlements we don't need to see them if there are arrows yeah. falling <laughs>
2: yeah we just need like have one shot of them pulling bows or whatever and it's like boom done all right sorted they don't want to have too many people on the field because they're dealing with like the magic princess and everything out there
1: yeah but yeah <laughs> semantics <laughs> well that's not semantics that's just <laughs> um, so Adora figures that uh, Catra is going to be leading the Horde forces, and she insists on taking it on herself to stop Catra from hurting anyone, because she re- feels responsible for not saving her friend-slash-crush that she hasn't figured out it's a crush yet. Uh, she <laughs> accidentally made Catra more evil, and is blaming herself for that. She also does mention that Light Hope was right about not having friends because she put them in danger, which just, woof. <laughs> uh Glimmer and Bo just kind of hug her through it, though, and insist that they can all do it together before taking her to Glimmer's secret weapons room, which she calls the Armory. Uh, It turns out Glimmer has just been stealing weapons from the army and holding them in here for months. I would suggest maybe this is why there are no other soldiers on the battlefield, is because they don't have weapons Glimmer stole them all
2: Except that Angela knows about it, so she can easily divvy them up in the moment's notice, because this is the moment they need them.
1: <laughs> the, I will say, Glimmer is a pretty solid interior decorator, though, because all the weapons here are on, like, professionally mounted display plaques. They're not just piled in. It, look, oh, yeah. it looks great. Absolutely. Like, looks incredible.
0: It's It's... <laughs> Took, I'm like, you didn't need to. Like, this is just some back room, and yet it's immaculately done. Yeah, <laughs> she,
2: she took the time to go ahead and make all those plaques in Minecraft to put stuff on the walls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so Angela does show up, uh, pointing out how obvious Glimmer has been about stealing a bunch of weapons constantly. And when Glimmer insists that she can't just stand by while Bright Moon is in danger. Angela actually capitulates for once. Her whole thing is that she's been trying to get Glimmer to slow down and not throw herself headfirst into the slaughter pits because that's what her dad did, and uh, you see what happened to him. But uh, Angela has finally realized that she cannot control who her daughter is, and also that if Glimmer doesn't fight, they only have two guys on their team. And uh, she gives Glimmer <laughs> her father's magic staff to defend the city. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she finally gets a ride of the pack keeper. Here you go, Glimmer. You now have a better Eldritch Blast, <laughs> and and more than two spells slots.
1: <laughs> so the uh, the room starts shaking, and it's kind of implied that the Horde did this, though I'm not super sure how, because the tanks haven't arrived yet uh, as of this scene. But Adora transforms. Maybe
0: Catcher was maybe Catra was off screen practicing that like exploding tank gambit that she does later on. <laughs> just like blowing up a couple of tanks to make sure, alright, yeah, this does work.
2: It, it could also just be like uh, the fucking water at Jurassic Park where it's like, you, you just hear that they're approaching and that's why these booms are happening.
0: That That's how they should have defeated the Horde. Just stand very still. We all know that Horde <laughs> robots cannot see, can only see things through mo- motion.
1: That's um, Yeah. That's actually probably very true at this point in the series. (laughs) So uh, Adora transforms to go meet the Horde, and this time around she's got like a, a golden breastplate thing, which is definitely new and different, and not commented on whatsoever. She's done this a couple times now, just like manifesting new gear or weapon forms without saying a word about it or how she did it, and that is honestly starting to bug me because in the beginning of this show they make such a big deal about everything and now she's just like doing stuff without you even...
2: but hey the, the important thing is that we get the full fucking transformation sequence <laughs>
0: Yeah, because don't they like do that once in like the first episode and then not again? It's, they did. The they of... did
2: it three times and once each in the first three, and then not oh. since. We'd always like the most we'd get is we'd get one that's like maybe five seconds long, where it's just some snippets, but it's not the whole thing. <laughs> And I remember uh, them doing that. And somebody told me it happens like every episode at the top of (laughs) the podcast. (laughs) And then we were immediately proven wrong. (laughs) And that's why I I regret
0: to inform you: I think we you might have three other times the rest of the series.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What do you have to say for yourself, Patch? (laughs) Uh,
1: What I have to say is that I remember it a lot. So.
2: Uh, well clear, clearly we can
0: do a bet whoever's closer three or every episode of the remainder of the series <laughs> uh, you know.
2: I, I think I think it works on Price is Right logic I think I just lose by default if there's not one more in the next uh, couple episodes <laughs> we do
1: well listen all they gotta do is put out one episode that's only the transformation sequence over and over again and it averages out exactly <laughs> it's like, I'm just the, stick it, it
0: if... on YouTube
1: call
2: it the unofficial final episode huh. I, I'm, the idi- I'm the idiot that went ahead and bid a dollar when I go first in the bidding <laughs> it's like well of course <laughs> somebody's gonna take two or outbid me that was actually pretty cool. I did see that once, where the first person did bid a dollar, the next bid two, the third bid three, and the fourth bid four. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we're doing a bit now. All right, we got to do this just for the sake of it's actually finally happening." <laughs> that was that was way back ago. That was still when Bob Barker was the host. Oh yeah, because isn't it? It's uh, it yeah, it's it's still uh, Drew Drew Carey. It's still Drew Carey, to my knowledge. Yeah.
0: So interesting to think. Oh yeah, that's what he's doing now. Yeah.
1: I'll have to defer to y'all. I know nothing about daytime game shows.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's the other carry. Yep. <laughs> um,
1: you know, there's a there's a little quiet moment before the fight starts, as the best friend squad sort of console each other and reassure each other that they can do this together. And then the horde tanks arrive and open fire, aiming directly at the moonstone. Um, Adora leaps into the air and slices the laser blood in half, which is very cool, except the two halves do definitely hit the castle behind her, so maybe deflecting it would have been a better idea, Adora.
0: <laughs> I sat there and thought about it for a second, I'm like, alright, I guess it was going to hit the gems, so I guess it's technically better, but you did make one bomb into two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could have just, like, batted it back, or used your shield, or really any anything... That did not involve turning one bomb into two bombs.
3: Yeah, like,
1: in the episode, she learns how to do the shield. She just sort of reflexively does it, and just like this armor, there's no mention of it. She just all of a sudden has a shield, and in that moment, she's deflecting super lasers. So, like, I don't know why she's not doing that now. This was the first
0: time the shield appeared? I just assumed...
2: she said she okay. it back in the Promise episode the uh, two episodes ago with the episode where okay, she okay. stuck in the stuck uh, in like, the beacon stuff. Yeah, but it was the same so that like, they just never
1: commented on it.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I follow now.
1: <laughs> so yes, um, uh, She-Ra hits the field and she's doing this thing she's also not done before like swinging the sword so hard she's creating Hulk-esque shockwaves to knock the tanks over. But it turns out that they are unmanned and uh set up with grenades. These these were a trap to blow her up, which doesn't actually bother her that much, but then she's sort of overrun by skimmers, because she's not fast enough to take them all out. <laughs> um, Angela sends Bow, Glimmer, and Swiftwind to support Adora down on the field, while Angela creates a force field to protect the Moonstone, and... Yeah, just... no support. No support from the army. Not a single guy... <laughs> This is the capital of the primary resistance against the Horde, mm. and it's three and, kids and a horse.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lady who apparently is only 35.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a surprise oh. to me. I did not realize Nanjela was that young. She...
2: I mean I, I guess it's because she like when she's introduced they say she's immortal and it's like so you imagine that she's like hundreds of years old and not just thirty-five.
1: Yeah, well plus Glimmer's like seventeen, so
2: that yeah,
0: means Angela like was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah! Yeah. that tracks, yeah, actually. She, yeah. She yeah that, no, I, I believe that
2: Wait a sec, okay, hang on. I just Googled how old is Glimmer she other Glimmer is apparently 20? <laughs> nah. So, what? Nah. <laughs> Wait. I, that
0: must be saying the end of the series because they imply the series takes place over three years. Yeah.
2: Wait, hang on. This other this other question is unlike the shows other protagonists, Adora, Glimmer, Katra, and Bo, around age seventeen or eighteen. She is older in her late twenties or early thirties. So I think people are full of shit here. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. no, she is. Her mom was not fifteen when she had her. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No. Unless they
2: were like literally thinking they were about to die, and it's like, well, I guess time for fucking. But it's like, nope. Please no.
1: <laughs> Adora is seventeen years old. We know that. Bo and Glimmer are about the same age as her, so don't like it's never explicitly stated how old they are, but don't don't worry about them being in their twenties. <laughs> yeah, they're not.
2: Vermista <laughs> I could see being like twenty. She seems like she's a bit older than most of the main cast.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Seahawk, I could see being a lot older, but yeah, no. no yeah, apparently, yeah, no. he's also a yeah, baby. No,
2: there's, there's no way Seahawk is like eighteen or nineteen, despite what they might claim. Like that man is definitely thirty and uh, being infatuated with a person ten years younger than him, which is that
0: Maybe, maybe he's just got a baby face, and that's why he's got the mustache. I don't know. You take it off, and he's like fifteen years younger looking. <laughs> Honestly,
1: like it, Seahawk as a teenager makes a lot of sense to me. Because he is an idiot child whose brain hasn't grown in yet. <laughs>
0: Seahawk without mu- I know we're going back on this ah. tangent. Seahawk without mustache. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, I can kind of see it. <laughs> I can kind of see it. Is this it. official
2: art, or did somebody do this?
0: <laughs> uh, I think it's someone just, like, Photoshopped out the mustache. And yeah, then, that's like, definitely you know, what I'm filled seeing. out everything else. Yeah, like I can I can I can buy that. I could I could see.
1: Yeah, see that's okay, a teenager. Yeah, actually.
2: Well <laughs> oh, yeah, boy, yeah. that
0: that or, looks wrong. <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 there's one that compares the two of them. I can't send messages in this channel, so General's going to have to see it. Um but uh there's one that like compares him with the mustache without the mustache and yeah it really does make a world of difference oh, dear Lord. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep that's a kid all right
2: <laughs> yeah all right well you know what I up Seahawk, I apologize. <laughs> he just he, des- he decided to start growing it out when he was like 14 and it took him ages but now that it's finally here, he refuses to get rid of it even though it makes him look like he is just <laughs> very much <laughs> not supposed to be being this sort of- flirtatious with a like, 20-year-old.
1: <laughs> Honestly, Seahawk, I could see it being a fake mustache this whole time. Also that, yeah. <laughs> if, there's, if there's an
2: episode where he blows up another boat and you just see the mustache like slightly askew as he's in like the background and he's like desperately trying to put it back and you don't really notice it, unless you look closely, I could believe that.
1: <laughs> Still, either way, I think we can all agree that it's a marked improvement from where he used to be. Um. I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, old Seahawk had a laser sword, so... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Current Seahawk doesn't have a laser sword, so...
1: <laughs> I guess that's true.
2: Well, you can't win them all.
0: That's a man's. <laughs> No, that's a man in his thirties. Yeah, absolutely. That,
2: yeah, you know, yeah, old Siak definitely in the thirties.
0: <laughs> old, yeah, old Siak. He's got that beard. He's got that style. He's kissing Adora. Okay, uh-huh. sure, yeah, whatever. Continue. Yeah, he was Adora's uh,
1: primary love
0: interest to... in the old series. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. So, what happened in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: what, what, what was going on there? Uh, yeah. Um. So finally, Adora does change the sword of protection into a shield to block a tank shot from hitting a civilian structure. So, you know, good job there. You did learn. But this actually really drains her, unlike the last time she used the shield. And a follow-up shot makes her drop the shield and just go flying. Uh, this was Katra firing out of this tank, and she shows up, admitting that she isn't survived Adora survived falling into a bottomless abyss and dying. And that she appreciates being able to kill Adora herself. <laughs> Across the field, uh, Glimmer engages Scorpia, which is a bad move considering Scorpia wiped to the floor with her when she was at full strength, but Spinarella and Natasa appear to push her back. Uh, Spinarella's power is a little bit undefined. Um, it seems like mostly what she does is tornadoes, but I'm not sure if she's aerokinetic or if she can just control circular motion either way. Uh, they're able to push back the Horde forces and put them in a big net, and... Then Natasa says, Boom Nets. Which is her catchphrase, and she will say that every time she has a speaking role.
2: <laughs> Great. I just looked it up. Uh, according to the official wiki, uh, Spinerella does have Aerokinesis as her power.
1: See, that's so much less interesting than just being able to control spinning.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I can just I like spin just the you... air real good and also spin other things.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: <sighs> I... I had forgot that she says "boom nuts" more than once. Yeah, yeah. Th- Sp-
3: like... been...
2: There has to be an edit of every time Spinarella makes like a tornado. That's just set to the tailspin theme song of Spinner.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, you mentioned earlier that you could tell the show was definitely aiming lower than our demographic age wise, and that's Natasha is very much one of those things. She becomes essentially a catchphrase character um she will have a character redemption arc later on that allows her to be more of a person and less of a meme so to speak but yeah this is this is who she is right now it's not great (laughs) yeah i remembered
0: liking them a lot more near the end of the series but i think it's telling that i completely forgot they even did anything this episode i thought they showed up got made fun of and then left until like season five <laughs>
2: yeah like I, I remember them being characters but it's like after their first appearance where they said nothing and just waved i was like i guess maybe that's just who they are i know one of them at some point will speak because i know one is nate stevenson but i'm not sure who and i'm not sure when but i, I guess i just forgot they actually did stuff this episode yeah
1: I do want to touch on while we're here uh, Natasa and Spinnerella aren't elemental princesses like all the rest of them. They don't have connections to Rune Stones. So I'm not super sure where their powers come from, but whatever it is, it's just them doing this. They, they don't have essentially magical warlock patrons. It's...
2: <laughs> are, are they from different yeah, like, kingdoms, or do they just kind of just hang around? Like, are they just, like, basically, like, words, I guess, of Angela, or do they actually have proper kingdoms?
1: As far as I'm aware, we've never made, we don't get any information about them having kingdoms. Like, mm. they must have them in order to have the title princess, right? But, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's not true. She was a princess, and she doesn't have a kingdom.
0: Yeah, I always just thought of, like, I know it's not a princess, but all I could think of is like, a regent or a duke or something like that. You know, yeah. where you don't really own anything, but you're like you're like a lesser lord or something like that of a kingdom.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: So you're not really brought on for the big things, but you're just around.
1: Yeah, so I mean, the elemental princesses at this point are um, She-Ra, Glimmer, Frosta, Mermista, Perfuma, and Angela. Uh, Glimmer is actually really only a half princess because she doesn't have a strong connection to the stone because her mom is the primary connector but whatever um
2: yeah. yeah and entrapta straight up says she doesn't have a runestone
1: yeah entrapta like natas and Spinnerella is a non-elemental princess which entrapta does have a kingdom so there's gotta be <laughs> i don't know
2: yeah we're asking a lot like we're kind of getting a little bit like uh, with early outhouse we're getting like a little bit in the weeds of like over examining examining stuff that i feel like because of the core demographic of not some 30-year-olds who are not supposed hey, to be looking hey, into as much. Hey, this
1: <laughs> show drew delineated lines between which kind of princess was which. You can't blame me for looking at those lines. Uh, okay, fair, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so, uh, elsewhere, uh, Dora is now fighting Catra barehanded since she lost her shield. This is the first time she's lost a sword and kept she form, so that's interesting. Uh...
2: Yeah, I did notice that. I thought that she had to have the sword in order to stick in she form.
1: Yeah, usually if she's not holding it for more than 10 seconds or so, she goes back to being Adora, but this time she just stays She-Ra, which I would theorize means that She-Ra is powered by gay emotions, but what do I know? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she's she doesn't realize
2: it's gay emotions, and she's still processing them, and she's like, "Why am I still going? With <laughs> the superpowers, what's going on?" And then like, Absolutely, and then yeah. like maybe like a, like a couple of weeks, like a week later in the middle of the night, she'll be like, "Wait, am I gay?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, this is actually a pretty rough fight. Uh, they're like really going all out in a way that they haven't before. Uh, there's definitely a like a really gnarly shot where Catcher gets on Adora's back and just messes her up with the claws. Uh. Yeah,
0: I'll I'll give him a lot of credit for that because rewatching it, and I think the animation of the show did get like I don't know if it got more money or something, but I remember go- early on during some of the like m- movements, like one time she caught a like tank or something, I'm like yeah, this is feeling a bit stiff, mm-hmm. you know? It's still fun, but it definitely all the animation's feeling stiff. And then that one shot where ju- they just black out and you just see the red lines, it was like, oh man, that was. You were using all of your animation, but like <laughs> you were using your animation budget well there because it was so simple yet so viscerally upsetting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was that was the kind of like oh I I could feel that scratch just in my back.
1: Yeah, took some real cues for from Shonen Anime for this fight, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Catra's got Adora on the ropes because she's way faster, so she's using her much higher speed and agility to like hide and take pot shots and keep Adora from being able to connect.
2: Yeah. Catra took the mobile feet, so she's able to juke and jive with not taking the attack opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She just needs a green flame blade or booming blade, and then you're, then you're solid.
1: I don't think monks usually want that, no. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, This is where she makes her critical mistake because she starts monologuing. Uh, she decides to taunt Adora about how the rebellion is going to fall and that it'll be Adora's fault and she's hiding on this like floating rock thing, but it, because of her monologue, Adora gets so upset that she starts throwing chunks of the landscape at her and the platform is just utterly destroyed. <laughs> at which point, uh, Adora grabs her and just smashes her into a rock wall that's pretty... like, if this were a normal person, this would be the end. She's done fighting for the day. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, she tells Catra that she's lost, but the thing is this was all just a ruse because Catra knew that without Shira on the field, Bright Moon didn't stand the chance, since the army is refusing to do anything. So she specifically drew Adora away to make sure that everybody got got. <laughs> uh... We see the force field around the rune runestone break, because the princesses can't keep up with the horde army, so the Dura runs off to try and salvage the situation as Angela does something with the runestone. Not super clear, but presumably she's giving it more of her power to keep running. Uh, yeah,
2: she active she activates the uh the whatever the Azimar ability is where you bamf out the wings <laughs> to give your uh, extra like uh like, she has, like, some stupid, like, homebrewed version of it where she's able to just, like, pump more magic power into it rather than using her Charisma modifier on damage rolls. Hmm. Or your left, left... No, Charisma modifier, yeah. I was trying to remember based on what that is. All right, all right as far so as Sorcerer, meanwhile, never really I used it. Gonna,
0: Meanwhile, I was just going to say, it's like jump-starting a car. <laughs> It'll be fine. You just got to get it it's going. Like jump-starting
2: well, I mean, yeah, it's jump-starting a car with your own life energy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but she's well, you know, black, so she's got to use the the bonus action, bamf out the wings. Or is that an action? I
1: forget. It depends on the addition. They got eroded in the new book. Um. So while she's doing this, a horde bot sneaks up on her somehow. So I guess they did breach the city. Uh, <laughs> Glimmer sees something going on up there and rushes to help, but Scorpia introduces intercepts her, and does what she calls punching her right in the face, but it's with those enormous claws of hers, so I don't know if that's strictly speaking a punch. Uh, Adora basically, she, she zooms back to the field trying to help, but without her weapon, she's having difficulty keeping up, and Bo finds it elsewhere on the field and realizes there's a problem. The uh, thing is, the Horde are prepared for her this time, so they've got these like rope guns that tie her up and also electrocute her. It's the sort of thing that you would use to bring down a wild animal if you also wanted to hurt that animal. <laughs> um, Pretty much. Yeah, Angela fights the horde lot a little bit, but her focus is split, and so she gets shot. <laughs> uh, the rune stone. I,
0: lo- I, I love the I love the little robot boy <laughs> yeah. that like one, just skitters up to shooter. The, the one guy it's that just, got past
2: like... the lines of the fence. Yeah,
0: like, it's so threatening and then we just have this little cute little orb boy just on his legs just skittering over to do a murder, and I'm like, oh, man! I love you. Please don't kill her.
1: But he wants to so bad.
2: <laughs> it's like, all my friends died along the way, and I'm here, and I'm gonna get all the glory. <laughs> and then immediately just gets blasted. <laughs> yeah,
1: um... So, Angela gets shot and goes down, and the runestone. It doesn't, like, fall or get destroyed, but it does go inert, which causes Glimmer to start glitching out again. Uh, Adora is sort of passing out and gaining consciousness. She's fading in and out, but she's still She Ra somehow. Uh, Glimmer, at this point, starts to channel the glitch energy, and she uses it to blast Scorpio away. Uh, No real commentary on this, but I guess it's a thing she can do now. Which she will never be able to do again because the glitch gets fixed in this episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Sue gives her a ride up to the Runestone where she beats the little horde bot that could and. <laughs> no, grip. <laughs> So back down on the field, uh, Spinerella, Natasa, and Bo intervene to get the Horde away from Adora, and we do see that Natasa's nets have, like, force field powers also. They aren't just rope. Because she sets up a dome and the Horde can't get through it, so... I don't know. Uh,
0: Honestly, incredibly powerful. Yeah, for sure. Incredibly powerful, princess.
2: (laughs) I I forget, do they start blasting at this net field? Because they should be blasting at it if not.
1: Uh, I don't think they do, no. I do...
0: But I do remember attacks going, like, in between the nets and bouncing off or something. Yeah,
1: it's like, the, the net creates a force field between the the, the ropes itself, I don't know. <laughs> oh. Bo gives her the shield back, since he found it in the water over there, and he sort of begs her to tell him it's going to be okay, and that they can still fix everything, but she's pretty much lost hope, and all she can do is apologize. But they all hug, so that's nice. <laughs> Uh, this is when blobs of water start to float, kind of like an alien abduction movie, which precedes a truly enormous tidal wave coming down the canyon. Ermista is here with Seahawk in tow, and they sailed in on a ship riding the tidal wave, which she, like, manipulates so that it avoids the folks that she likes and washes the horde away. It's a very cool move. Uh, Seahawk clearly wants to set the boat on fire because that's his whole thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He loves it.
2: Can't stop what?
0: Why is he it. here if he is not setting boats on fire?
1: Mista <laughs> the... uh, apologizes for taking so long, claiming that "quote the sea kind of sucked today." And I have no idea what that could mean. So I I kind of suspect it means she just didn't want to come and ignored it for a while and eventually changed her mind. <laughs>
2: yeah, like eventually Seag like, like, is there, like basically being like the kid of like, can we have McDonald's? And it's like she's like, we have McDonald's at home. And eventually he wins that just to get her to shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> can we have a war? <laughs>
1: we have war at home.
2: Yeah, but it's not here yet. There's war there. We can go to war there.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, so the Horde starts to recover, but they get wrapped up in vines that spring out of nowhere as Perfuma arrives. And I absolutely understand Perfuma being late, because she doesn't really have a transportation power. We see her surfing on a vine, but that's not got the same kind of speed as riding a tidal wave. Catra um, <laughs> gets in the turret of a downed tank and fires at the tower containing the stone as sort of a last-ditch effort. and. Uh, it's a direct hit. The tower starts to crumble until it freezes over solid, because Frosta has also arrived. She didn't join the Alliance initially, but she's here now, so the Princess Alliance is fully assembled. And Shira's able to, just because they're standing next to each other, she's able to fire off some sort of golden wave that rebalances the planet and also destroys Entrapta's equipment, and also gives little protective force fields to all the runestones. stones. <laughs> This is
0: mm-hmm. this, this is the magic. Th- this is the one thing I remembered about this episode was the magic rainbow wave. <laughs> oh, we're not even there I, yet. Uh,
2: I somehow. Oh,
0: <laughs> okay. oh, I, 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 thought the gold wave was that.
2: No, oh, no. The, the, the gold wave is different. It's when they all like hold hands that they kill them with the tower of gayness. <laughs> 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 which I had forgotten. Which ex- happens. I did not. Which
0: explains. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And that explains why Catra and Scorpio are the sole survivors. (laughs) They are admittedly also the only non-robots who are there, but... (laughs) Well,
2: there's other guys, yeah. There's the ones who held the door down. Yeah.
1: They're dead, though. Don't worry. That (laughs) that is true. They're super dead. (laughs) Since this golden wave apparently traveled all over the planet through whatever ley lines or whatever Etheria uses to connect stuff. It also fixes Glimmer's powers, because her connection to the runestone is repaired. And the princesses are all just kind of standing in a straight line. They're super vulnerable to tank attacks, but no one actually shoots at them, so...
2: <laughs> yeah, you just have to have somebody walk off to the side of them and shoot a lightning bolt, and they'd be all done.
1: <laughs> well, like, not even that, but we, we know these word tanks, they... The projectiles they fire explode, right? They're essentially giant bullets that then detonate. One of those could take all the princesses out in one strike here, but everyone's busy, I guess, staring in awe at the gold wave. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, the princesses just start devastating the horde. It is a lot. I'm not going to play-by-play the whole fight because (laughs) there is too much, but they make pretty quick work of the enemy uh most notably spinerella uses her tornado powers to throw the boat which seahawk has set on fire at the horde lines uh
2: yeah i like it i like how my note here for when they showed up was dang i guess that boat isn't going to be the story just yet because it actually like got away for a bit and then my note here was like never mind it's dead <laughs> <laughs> i do feel like this Although, is pretty... a
1: waste though i mean there's plenty Although, of tanks I, here I, like
2: yeah, I'm. I'm also pretty sure that Seahawks says Adventure Time as they set the boat on fire, which is like you can't say that, my guy. That's a different show. <laughs> I, I, I will say
0: I was paying attention to the fact that the fire did nothing to aid in the destruction. Oh, yeah, no, he did. It was just all the boat. It. Yeah, no,
2: they were just like, yeah, go ahead,
0: <laughs> extra flight. I mean, you know, hide the evidence. Exactly. <laughs> how? Yeah. How else could Hor uh, could Hordak prove that it was them? <laughs> no boat there Mm-hmm.
1: I guess I don't know I just it's, there are plenty of burning and damaged tanks here throw one of those not your boat that you came here in <laughs>
2: <laughs> nope gotta throw about boat he, he has he has an armed he has like a specific weapon for to see that is just burning boat it can't be any other burning vehicle it has to be a boat <laughs> I don't, exactly, he you know, he the, can't the, apply his dex modifier if he doesn't use a boat.
0: <laughs> DMs can be very hyper specific about that. Like you don't want to, you don't want to mess with that. All right.
2: Exactly. He's got navigation tools. The only thing he can use it for is to make a boat blow up. He can't actually use it to make the boat go or make anything else blow up. You gotta make the boat blow the up. Seahawks
0: <laughs> player every time uh, I would like to use my skill in boating <laughs> the really? longest and then, hardest yeah. sigh from
1: the GM it,
2: it, and all the other players where it's like this every fucking session you ask for a new boat and then you blow <laughs> it up before it ends stop
1: yeah I mean it is worth noting back in the episode he was introduced we learned that Seahawk does not in fact have proficiency in piloting water vehicles so nope yep. <laughs>
2: He has navigation tools, just not uh, sea vehicles for some reason.
1: (laughs) He literally does not know which parts of his boat are what. Um, Yeah, so there's a a big fight scene, and after just a few seconds of utter devastation, the door starts glowing, and Bo and Glimmer take this as a cue to put their hands on the hilt of her sword for some reason. Glimmer and the heart on Bo's chest plate also start glowing, and then the other princesses join in, all putting their hands on each other's shoulders or holding hands or what have you. And each of them glows a different color, except for Bow and Seahawk, who aren't really relevant, but they're here for moral support, so that's nice. And <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, because they're trans men, so technically they don't count as princesses, I guess.
1: <laughs> uh, well. Hmm. <laughs>
2: Or maybe, I don't know. I haven't seen the rest of the show, so... (laughs) Alright.
1: A little bit of a spoiler, and I'm sorry, but there is a trans man prince later on in the series, so...
2: Okay. Well, there you go. Never mind. (laughs) I take back what I said. I completely forgot about that. Mm.
1: No, it's super subtle. You absolutely would not notice unless you're a weirdo like me who pays too much attention.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that character was a prince. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that
2: so why were they able to do like a trans character later on but not actually make perfume a trans like they wanted
1: uh, well see the thing it I'll go ahead and say this now it's not a huge deal so the character is Prince Peekaboo uh, who is a man when we are introduced to him later in the series but in the Princess Prom episode he's referred to as princess peekaboo uh yeah, it's not I, that he's explicitly oh. out and out a trans man it's just that the title has changed between the two times we talk about him and we don't see him the first uh, time so
0: interesting Jake. i didn't know that so yeah it's
1: it makes the most sense to me that he's trans but yes i guess they might have just forgotten that they mentioned him earlier <laughs> Put that <to> me, yeah <laughs>
0: I mean, it does It does seem like this show, which I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of shows have to do, like, really tested the waters and, like, just steadily added more and more as the show went on and they were able to get away with more and yeah. more. I mean, part of that is also just certain things don't come up right away when characters are first introduced, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of those. Netflix decided, ah, yes, this can be one of the game shows, (laughs) and, like, let it happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know Nate had to fight really hard to get to show to where it would eventually be, but I'm not sure how much there was for the little stuff. Like, Spinnerell and Natasha here, I don't know how much of a fight it was for them to be a couple, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough to know, and it's tough to know how the studios are, because, like, for example, um, you know, I, I, I genuinely do wonder, and this is pure speculation, this is not, you know, no evidence here, but I, I do wonder if, you know, the the producers end up deciding when a show gets popular and gets good press because of uh, of its gay characters that it's like, all right, we'll, we'll release the reins on this one a little bit, but then keep the reins tight on everything yeah. else. Like, you know how Owl House, You we have, have lots of gay characters in the Owl House, yet, uh, without going into spoilers, Amphibia had to pull the exact same thing Gravity Falls did, where it was like, All of our characters are straight. Surprise, we're going to sneak this one in in the literal final seconds of the final episode because nobody can stop us anymore. you only know
2: if you know what the bi pride flag looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, most of Amphibia's uh, older fan base does know, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, everybody was like, oh, okay, the meme about Sasha Waybright being revealed to be attracted to women is true, but also she's still, like, doo-doo. But, Yeah. (laughs)
0: Knowing Disney, they just say she's just a really big
2: ally. <laughs> then she would have the progress flag on her mirror and not the bisexual <laughs> one.
0: She's a very, very specific ally. Yeah, she's like fuck everybody else. I only support
2: five people. Nobody else is valid. It's like, oh, Sasha, you actually are like the worst person in the show. Actually. <laughs>
1: Well, Sasha is not by, but her girlfriends are, so she has to.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Yeah, she has to. She has to do that to support Anne and Mars, Marcy. Who knows if Marcy's name actually changes by the end there. <laughs> <laughs> we support non-binary Mars in all her in all their forms.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the uh, back to the the the, the, the gay shockwave all seven princesses stand there with their hands on each other's shoulders, and it just creates truly an enormous blast of rainbow energy. It does bother me a little that the colors are wrong, because there's no orange. Um, they, they, they have, like, an extra purpley pink instead of an orange, but other than that, it's just a standard rainbow. And this huge blast of gay energy blows the horde away entirely. Uh... The princesses turn around to celebrate as we watch Catra and Scorpia escape in a skimmer because, as mentioned, gay, so they survived. Uh, mm-hmm. Angela descends to the battlefield now to greet the visiting princesses and to give Glimmer a big hug, which Bo also pushes Adora into. She's never had a positive mom hug before and is very confused by this. It's cute. Uh,
0: the, the the Her wrapping her wings around everyone else at the real end, at the very end, I was like, okay, you got me there. <laughs> I'm I'm sold on this hog. I guess
2: we have to update the question that Aurora sent us last week that the ways that you deal with the fascists when the power of friendship doesn't work is besides incredible violence, it's also overt gayness is how you beat them. <laughs> <laughs> because like really like it, it's like when i when i saw that i was reminded that that's what happens because i definitely didn't remember from when i watched this episode originally like four years ago. i was like this is a bit much but also yeah sure whatever a <laughs> <laughs> show that's aimed at a younger demographic than us obviously so it's like yeah sure get away with just doing gay powers <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um so we cut to the fright zone for our end of season stinger where uh Entrapta, Scorpia, and Catra are approaching Hordak, who seems to be mad about their failure. Entrapta insists that it was a success, though, because she learned tons about First One's technology. And Katra says that it wasn't a failure at all, actually, because she pushed the horde closer to taking Brightmoon than anyone ever had before. Uh, and since the woods are still messed up, they don't have to worry about those. They can just go attack again. Uh, Hordak accepts this argument for some reason and promotes her to a second in command. It's super big failing upwards energy, but that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, That's the one thing I
0: forgot. So I, I remembered, you know, the, the, the rainbow uh, attack, because why wouldn't I? But one thing I forgot about the show is how the entire time I watched it, I kept thinking, wow, why is Hordak such a supportive boss? <laughs> like well, to come back with shadow weaver in particular <laughs> yeah like after shadow weaver i was expecting hordak to be like super mean but every time he's just super understanding he's like yeah you know i understood you failed but you did you know you said you did make progress so you know what i'm gonna support that gold, gold you know as long as you are as long as you are doing work and trying your best <laughs> you can succeed in hordak's army <laughs>
1: in all honesty and seriousness I think I wouldn't mind working for Hordak in an office environment. He's a very good boss. This will continue to be a thing throughout the show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just do your job. You don't even have to do your job. And you'll have no issues with him. (laughs) You're right. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Kyle is still around.
2: Mm -hmm. No, Kyle Kyle has to have died like eight times by now. We've established that Kyle always dies and comes back. He's
0: around and, like, at the very least seems satisfied enough with his work not to quit. (laughs) And that man never succeeds at anything in his life, so... (laughs)
2: Are you allowed to quit the horde? I mean, we saw Adora leave, and then people were like, nope, she's, she's a traitor, we gotta try to bring her back, before, like, Kordak was like, fuck that.
1: Yeah, but also Adora <laughs> like, was, like, the super chosen one who was going to be the next leader of the Horde, so...
2: True, also true, yeah. Not Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. I mean, you're, you're
0: right there, although I do get the vibe that... I mean, everyone is in the military, but I feel like everyone else is a lot more chill about being in the military than they would be in our actual military. Oh, yeah. And I only ever, like, Catra and Adora definitely got terrible first-hand abuse. But everyone else just seems to be in a really chill army that happens to also be unimaginably evil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I say, I would not have a problem working for Hordak in an office job. It's just that this one is specifically <laughs> evil. <laughs> <laughs> As to Kyle, though, uh, I mean, we've covered this on the show already, but it's a semi-canon thing that Kyle is this universe's version of He-Man, and he just doesn't know it because he doesn't have access to a sword. So, Excuse me, what? Yeah. (laughs) I have not heard this theory before. This isn't a
2: theory. This is something that Nate said, but it could have also just been a joke. We're not sure. Yeah, exactly.
1: This is... From the mouth of the creator, well, apparently... Kyle is He-Man.
0: <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Kyle in the original He-Man is the son of Mach, the woodsman, and the brother of Thad. <laughs> um, it is Shira who uncovered
1: the truth, and in... what? So, yes, it's entirely right, this plausible is just some random he is actually kid. dying and coming back.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've seen him like thrown off a, like a platform like three times so far already in the show. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Honestly, I'd give it to him. And not just because he's a blonde boy named Kyle.
1: (laughs) (sighs) So I gotta say, um, if I'm Adora in this situation, I'm going to take my princesses and march on the Fright Zone. We just destroyed the entire Horde army and we've got the most destructive fighting force on the planet right here end this war i
0: completely
2: forgot yeah. yeah yeah
0: you said it was the entire army i completely yeah, forgot yep. about and they
2: that. fucked up like pretty much all of it and then they just sit about for a month i guess
1: yeah yeah they just <laughs> sit back and let the horde rebuild mm. there are skimmers right there you could fit everybody on a skimmer be at the fright zone in 15 minutes and end this now <laughs> <laughs> and you don't need an army <laughs> because you just need these yeah. like five
2: kids yeah yeah you, you need five people with superpowers one who's an artificial rogue and uh i guess seahawk might just be a full rogue i don't know i don't think he's like i don't, I don't think seahawk has any like i'm not sure seahawk games, has
1: class levels
2: maybe not he's, he's a useful npc <laughs> he's a useful npc in mermista's backstory who just shows up at occasion she, she's like part of her background feature He's like her <laughs> animal you know companion. A guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Animal companion who takes the form of a 19-year-old who, the creepy, looks like he's 36, yeah. <laughs> uh, and can sail, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the end of season one, of She-Ra.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know if there's anything else to really talk about that episode. We've already talked about it's a lot. And, uh, we should probably <laughs> we should probably move on to the yeah, next I'm one. I'm inclined uh, to agree. I feel
0: like it. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. my only thoughts on it are, I feel like it does a very, a lot of the stuff that happens Uh, is very conventional, you know, oh, we're going to have the attack, oh no, things are going wrong. Yeah, and then they're going to call for aid, yeah. (laughs) But it it does a very, does a very serviceable job of just being like, alright, the whole first season was getting the gang together, the gang is together, let's go.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's a solid one season arc i guess if this is where the show ended it wouldn't have been a terrible ending
0: (laughs) nah like unremarkable i would i would say like i do think things pick up and not counting the fake season finale that is season two, like every other season finale from this, it starts like going pretty hard into stuff. Like here's a big, you know, big status quo change or, you know, big thing that's going on. Um, but you know, this first season was just get the gang together. We want to introduce every character. We're not going to get things too complicated. Now the gang is together. You like the Mm -hmm. gang, even if you're not sure of their ages, now we can like explore and do fun things with
1: them. Well, I mean, they did introduce a couple complications, thankfully, because as much as I like this show, if they hadn't thrown some breadcrumbs, I don't know if I would have stuck with it after the first season. But stuff like the the whole Despondos thing that was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I want to know more but about this.
2: So out of the left field, and you miss it if you don't really pay close attention. <laughs> To hear they're apparently stuck in some alternate dimension where nothing else exists. <laughs> that is mentioned
0: in the first season. Yeah, yes. yes, absolutely. That
2: was literally that was literally the episode before this one. That was the Light Hope episode. I.
0: <laughs> I know that is not something that I like forgot about no, because I definitely did not like, remember that it is the... that is something I missed yeah, no, when I, I watched same. it. Like I did
2: not I did not realize it at the time when I was watched it, but because I was writing the notes for that episode, I was like, "Hold up, what the fuck did Light Hope say?" <laughs> yeah, there are... I was Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was gonna say like that's that's a big thing yeah that just gets mentioned in like two seconds and does not get like extrapolated upon yeah
1: there are two references to it in the entire season and one of them is not even a direct reference to it you have to have the other one for it to make sense (laughs) because uh madam raz back in i think it's episode four mentions that there used to be stars and they all disappeared and where did they go Yeah, you're thinking of three. Yeah,
2: three.
1: Yeah, and then in Light Hope, you find out that they're in this pocket dimension, which is why the stars disappeared. But like, without that mention, it's just a big question mark. Yeah, I
0: remember that being like for me one of the late game big. Like, ooh, this is interesting. Shows how much I guess I pay attention. (laughs)
2: Yep, it's a it's a very uh, weird thing to just drop and no. not really talk about at that point. where. Well, to be
1: fair, Adora has no concept of what that could be, right? She doesn't yeah, know yeah, what fair. an alternate reality is, so it's yeah. true.
2: Ad- Adora has an intelligence of like a 6. She did not actually borrow a ten. Also, well, it's not even about intelligence.
0: <laughs> an important question, does is Katra outside of the pocket dimension? Because if not, why would she care about anything outside of the pocket dimension?
1: Hmm. I mean, the the pocket dimension is the whole planet. It's all in there. So Catra's is in there for sure.
0: Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's why she wrote, that's why Adora wouldn't
1: care about it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Why would I care
2: about the rest of the universe? My cat girlfriend is here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my point is just that they don't have the same pop culture on Ethereum that we do here. Even if you said the words "alternate reality" (laughs) to Adora, she would not have any frame of reference for what that meant in context. And yet she well, even if
0: she said "stars," like what's a
1: star? Yes, she's never known what that is.
2: And yet she knows a what hacking is and b how to do it.
1: (laughs) Well, sure, she grew up in the hell zone, the technological hell zone. True. Uh, that's probably basic horn training, if I'm honest.
2: Yeah, but the but the rebellion doesn't have that level of tech to need the hack.
1: No, but sometimes you have to keep a bot from killing you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I mean, but we established that the bots have like a kill switch. <laughs> <laughs> in the very next in the very next episode we're going to cover, yeah,
0: we but like they have a kill if switch. If you forget. <laughs> If you forget, well, what you know? What if you forget your keys to the kill switch? You know, Kyle would forget his keys to the kill switch. Fair.
2: Right? Kyle would definitely. Yeah, that's that's how one of Kyle's predecessor clones died. It's like, oh, get, get another <laughs> Kyle out. Kyle forgot the kill switch. And he's dead again. Bring out another one. That was Lyle. <laughs> uh uh, dial's dead too alright well bring out bring out Frile
1: (laughs) honestly I think Kyle is probably just Doomsday from Superman you can kill him as many times as you want but he becomes immune to that method of killing the next time around
2: (laughs) oh no they keep keep uploading his same memories into the new body and he was like damn it I thought I was finally free stop bringing me back
0: (laughs) must I be cursed to walk this mortal (laughs) shell
2: (laughs) It's like, if you're gonna keep doing this, why can't we, like, experiment a little bit? Give me a girl body for once. let <laughs> need more gender stuff, Fort Hordak. <laughs> uh,
1: listen, Hordak is a good boss, and he would support your transition.
2: <laughs> exactly. It's true. It's true. He wouldn't make you pay for he that w- out of pocket. <laughs> he would cover it. Like...
0: Yeah, I mean, he he. If you corrected him while he was cursing you to death, he would change your name and then still condemn you to death. <laughs> but you know, yeah, he'd be respectful about it.
2: It's like, oh, sorry, Kyle. I didn't realize that your iteration here was using they them pronouns. All right, well, they're exactly they're dead. Bring out the next one. We'll have to make sure they're their pronouns at first when they are brought back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's a good boss. Honestly, probably let not. you okay. expense the company for all costs if you could say that it would make you a more efficient soldier
2: oh definitely
0: yeah like anything
1: literally anything I mean, he was willing to give like, up the
2: black garnet because of in chapter making things more efficient so yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely like oh you, you, you feel like it would be more efficient if you have bigger titties sure go ahead it's on me <laughs> here's my credit card <laughs> <Go> nuts. <laughs> Uh, we should probably, yeah, maybe. Move on, right? <laughs> we got a whole other episode hour to 20 cover. Yeah. Already. yeah, we're at an hour twenty already. We I mean, definitely not covered the next episode. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, my episode is the season two premiere, uh, "The Frozen Forest," which uh, opens on horror robots blasting through the, the still frozen over Whispering Woods. But basically, they just do like a little like uh, montage of like the robots being attacked and just destroyed by Perfuma, Bo, Frosta, uh, Mermista and Glimmer. They apparently decided, "Fuck you, Seahawk, go home." <laughs> He's not here.
0: It, it's a very nice recap of characters, and one I probably could have used before watching the season one finale.
2: <laughs> well, you 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 made this decision to not you have to the finale before jumping in.
0: So, I mean, yeah, it's my fault, but. That's all I could think during this. I'm like, oh man, this is a great reintroduction to the characters <laughs> if it's been a while since you've watched yeah, it.
2: Yeah, because it would have also been like five months between seasons, so yeah. Yeah. To remind you, oh yeah, they're here, not Seahawk. It yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter.
1: And this is what each person does. I mean, they're in the middle of the woods. Seahawk has a movement penalty if he's
2: on dry land. Ah, <laughs> uh, true. He can't get a boat in I'm the I'm just saying,
0: <laughs> the woods are frozen, he sets things on fire. <laughs>
2: Problem solved mission yeah thaw everything yeah. just get a couple I mean, those, of burning those, ships those trees are definitely grass ice types it's quite effective the easiest yeah way it's perfect blow up, a, blow up a boat and you can get it else. but no they don't think of that <laughs> But yeah, uh, Adora is elsewhere beating up a lot of the robots by herself, and she basically, in the, the time that between episodes, because we also find out, like we mentioned, this is a month later, she's basically figured out how to transform the sword of protection into like, uh, various other weapons, like a quarterstaff, a flail, and also sometimes just turns into other useless shit like a mug, which she just uses the brain I robot.
0: <laughs> did really like the way she just used the mug to still destroy <laughs> yeah. a robot. She's like, like eh, the whatever.
2: <laughs> it's still metal.
0: Got Got... Got the vein of just working in the office. Like, the way she was holding it was, like, hand standing around,
2: you know, <laughs> yeah. a coffee machine. Like, you'd imagine Adora with, like, a, a cup that says, the best princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Using it occasionally to, like,
0: break a computer <laughs> when she gets annoyed. <laughs> Don't talk to me before I've had my Shira
1: transformation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when you get to a certain level, anything is a weapon. It doesn't matter what shape it's in. If you're yeah, Superman, I mean, you can kill someone with anything they're holding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, In her Hexblade. hands, she, anything she, is a deadly she, weapon.
2: She is a Hexblade. She has proficiency with all martial weapons, so a, a cup counts. Because the Warlocks also have super weapons. So yeah, she has every weapon proficiency, basically. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but apparently it turns out that Catherine's also here again and goes to Takadora and oh. say her catchphrase. Because, of course, it's the first episode of the season, she has to say her catchphrase. We got it. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, during which Adora actually turns the sword into what I think it's a clarinet. I think it's a clarinet. I'm not sure. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not like a something.
1: clarinet, but it is like a weird flute thing, like a yeah, snake charmer's flute, flute is what it
2: is. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've seen it a lot in like sci-fi things, but I know it's an actual instrument. I think yeah. it's an actual I, instrument. I was just trying to, to think of like
2: what kind of wood it was. <laughs> But, yeah, but elsewhere, uh, Frost is basically just affecting Glimmer because like she's fully enamored with the fact that she can teleport and has like, or rather because she teleports her dad's staff to herself, and also interrupts her by just fully kill stealing some robots. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we jump back over where Adora pins catch her to the ground and can't bring herself to again brain her with the clarinet or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> But Catra just fades away And we see that the entire area Dora was in Is a simulation made by Light Hope And she's bummed out that Light Hope made Katra accurately mean <laughs> Which is very funny And she's like do you have to be carefully mean it's like but she is mean <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah uh, Back over with uh, the princesses Frosted just continues to annoy everybody else By smashing a defeated robot But was trying to study While Perfuma is like just bummed out that the woods are still not able to recover Because the bots keep attacking So it's not getting the chance to actually heal uh, but again, God, we I, I thought we were past, like, a lot of these weird transitions, because we're past season one, much like Owl House, but I still <laughs> occasionally come back, huh? <laughs> but yeah, but back over to Adora and Light Hope, we learned that, again, it's been a month since the Battle of Bright Moon, and Adora is pissed that she hasn't really fully improved in that time, and Light Hope kind of disheartedly says, yeah, this exercise was actually worse than usual. You suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Gotta be honest. You know, hard love. Hard love.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, Light Hope is still, like, a protection and she's not... She isn't fully keyed into, like, normal, like, human emotions and tact and stuff, so she doesn't know.
0: <laughs> so. Doesn't change the fact that on the ranking of bosses, she is still second to literal horror, to actual evil Yeah.
1: Man. I <laughs> mean, and if you want to give heard, a, maybe yeah.
2: Angela might be
1: above. <laughs> Absolutely. Angela is definitely I feel, above Light Hope.
2: Yeah. God, I keep pronouncing her name wrong. <laughs> that
1: said, though, Angela would not be a fun boss to work for. Because based on everything we've seen from the purple thing is, don't actually do your job, just sit around being ready to do it if I ever decide you need to.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, Hordak actually utilizes his resources, so...
1: still the best boss somehow? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like...
2: Despite being a colonializing at (laughs) all.
1: Yeah, because that's the thing, I mean, even... if you have to have a job... It's better to be doing something and keeping yourself occupied, you know? It's better to have a situation that supports you and your aims than it is to have a boss who says, sit there and watch YouTube for the next six months.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'd be all right with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you wouldn't get bored after the first day.
2: Just just, uh, put on the hour to two hour long Alpharad Mario Party videos. You watch like four, that's your day done.
1: <laughs> that that wouldn't that's be interminably would boring for you? Just sitting there doing no. that all day?
2: No, it's kinda of funny to watch them play bargain party and just fuck it up because they always like fight against a really hard mode DK that sometimes just kicks their asses because they can't compete against it. No, wait wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, now we have to back up here. If if we have science fantasy alpha rad is 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 either one that he and the horde and that's part of his job or is he somewhere out else on the planet and horda uh sorry sorry i forgot hordak isn't having people watch youtube <laughs> so uh never mind there's no there's no continuity error because like uh i was trying to figure out how how youtube would work in <laughs> this world well they don't have the internet presumably <laughs> Do they watch them on the? Well, maybe they watch them on like the War Council thing. Cause that thing was high <laughs> enough to run YouTube, oh. or
2: or on uh, the camera feed that uh, catch uh, a scorpion and chop the use later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they watch, they're watching that, and Bo doesn't Being like, "Yo, it's your boy Bo, here, the <laughs> <Super> Springlands, <laughs> here to show you
0: the new kind of arrow." Now it might look at the same as the last kind, but this one has a golden feather and is pu- is a little bit duller now you might think that that's actually less effective but watch me do a trick shot
2: and then he ends up uh accidentally shooting glimmer in the shoulder and recreates the meme where it's him and glimmer in the doctor's office like waiting room holding the bow while glimmer just has an arrow on their shoulder just acting nonchalant <laughs> yes
1: yeah Right. We'll, we'll see fairly soon they, they don't have anywhere near that kind of communications technology on this planet <laughs> no
2: they really don't <laughs> but yes uh, continuing on uh, Adora says that she can't fully focus on protecting Etheria she because of how in her like just Catra just lives like rent free in her head and she just can't focus on actually doing her job because of that and Light Hope does praise her on her efforts, but does uh, still warn her about mastering her emotions, unless she, you know, is to repeat Mara's mistakes, which again, we've already established, so every time that a mentor tries to tell you to let go of your friends and everything, it never works out, anyway. <laughs> But yes, uh over with the uh idiot squad in the Fright Zone, which is just these like you know, the dumbasses of Virgilio, Lonnie and Kyle who really don't matter. Uh, they're also training and Catra stops the exercise when Kyle dies again <laughs> as we have established. Uh because she says that She was too strong to defeat via just pure force, but it's slow and easily manipulated and demonstrates by just singly single handedly taking out the the weird like hologram t-ra that they have based on their like uh halo head visors
0: i mean she she is right though uh adora has not one thought in that head of hers the only thought in adora's head is gay (laughs) it's it's all um all of all of it is just unraveling how she feels about (laughs) cash That's where all of her brain power is going at any point in time. I mean, we
2: just established, yeah, she catch her lives rent run free in her head. She does know what her thoughts, literally. <laughs> But yeah, uh, she goes back to Entrapta's lab, where Entrapta uh, Entrapta apparently has just basically had a lot of her stuff from her castle moved over there, which nobody (laughs) questions, I guess. Like, nobody in the rebellion like realizes that somebody ransacked her castle, nor did any of her staff stop them. I guess I don't know. Oh, the princess isn't there. The kingdom is moot. No need to protect it. It's not like people live there. She's got what three? We we, we saw three servants. Yeah. And then I guess Bo, like, forcibly recruited them into the Rebellion, so they don't matter anyway. They're not there, so nobody noticed or paying yeah.
0: attention. Forcibly recruited them. I specifically forcibly recruited them to watch the
2: uh, Alpharad uh, Mario Party videos. You guys gotta watch this. And stu- they st- study Alpharad's tactics. It's the way we'll win. <laughs> 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 study <Studious> the <laughs> tactics of not giving a fuck and just being the luckiest boy possible in Mario Party and winning anyway. <laughs> but, sir... He just released a video about fifty first dates. What does that do for us? <laughs> like honestly, well, maybe though, we'll maybe we'll learn about dating. We all know, <laughs> might be useful.
1: The thing is, I don't think we ever see those three again. And like Soda Pop's primary weapon is to throw bottles of shaken up soda at the enemy robots. It would not shock me if they were dead.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, those, those three were sent on one mission, and it's like, well. Uh, I expected that to go better, but uh, failure. They're gone. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I also oh, don't expect they'll ever come back.
0: Well, maybe, maybe that's the true tragedy. Maybe they were all straight and they got wiped away in the, the rainbow. Oh, true, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just off screen, we just didn't know. The
2: only three ciset people on the planet that were uh, just homosexual and. Yep, or heterosexual, nope, they're down. Huh. <laughs> all dead. Those
1: poor streets, they saw the distress call and were coming to hell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then just get killed by the power of <laughs> Just immediately turned into skeletons and dust <laughs> Uh, we gotta stop getting distracted easily. <laughs> I'm like a paragraph into my synopsis. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, and they are going ahead and viewing surveillance footage of the princess destroying the robots from earlier. Year. And Kattrin's plan is basically to simply zap Branigan it by sending wave after wave at their own bots to, to distract them <laughs> until eventually they'll just be too distracted and while well, they go up and conquer the rest of the planet. <laughs> but Entrapta grabs the data crystal and says that she has a better idea than that uh we go back over where dora heads back to bright moon on swift thank god i actually wrote Swiftwind and not sw like i did last season last episode because <laughs> i kept saying shadow weaver <laughs> for kyle's sake i because i don't think it was that episode yet yeah Just no. flying on the sky majestically yeah, <laughs> yeah shadow weaver's back <laughs> But yeah, uh, she regroups with the rest of the best friend squad, and Bo is frustrated that they're just constantly fighting off the horde while waiting for the woods to regrow, because it seems like they've mostly just been fighting the robots, like, all last the last month. <laughs> I do at least appreciate that they're like, this is not important enough for Adora to be involved with, you go train, we got this. <laughs> like, they don't need her all the time, so they're not relying on her. So it's like, yeah, it's like at least showing that they're like, yeah, no. Go, go! Focus on what's more important to save the entire planet. Don't bother with (laughs) them. They are becoming
1: more competent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: But yeah, Frosty then suddenly disappears behind them and again starts being irritated. And I just have to mention why did like I get that like we find out later on why Frost is acting the way she is, but she really just has had a huge personality shift from season one here.
1: Well. And to me, this makes sense, because when we see her in Season 1, she's just utterly wrapped up in rules and traditions that she cannot break for risk of making her kingdom look weak. And out here, where it's just princesses and nobody who cares about her, I think she can like finally be herself a little bit for the first time.
2: I guess. I, I, I mean, I, I also get... know she's 10, but like, she, she's a little grating to me in this episode.
0: That was... The the kid vibes were where I went, because I was like, all right, so in the first one, she was... I I attribute her being unreasonable to her being a kid. Like, she is a kid who is determined to do what she thinks a prodigious adult would do, and therefore will... uh, will be all like, I'm not going to join your rebellion, even though it's the right decision to make. And then, yeah, now she isn't a kid playing diplomacy, she's a kid playing yeah. war.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh I get to murder? Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no 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 not Kyle, not <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> I mean like to go right through the heart.
1: Like that is why perfume is here though, remember? <laughs> Her explicit motivation is that she wanted to be able to punch more people and she wouldn't get to do that if she didn't join the rebellion. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like she was trying to
1: be pacifist
2: until so she was like, "Oh, I, but if I'm not pacifist. That means I get to kill people. <laughs> the taste for blood." Yeah, how is she going to grow that that, that uh, heart tree or whatever that the uh, that her uh, rune stone exists on? You got to soil the the you got to like uh, put uh, blood on the soil to make it grow better. <laughs> Purely, she's just yeah.
0: She's a she's a pure pure carnivore. You know, she loves your plants too
2: much, so. Yep. She's like, well, this is water and blood, so it works. <laughs> it's like, uh, perfuma. <laughs> You're the plant person. I don't think you know how plants work.
1: She doesn't need to know how plants work. She can snap her fingers and grow them. Right.
2: <laughs> True. Exactly. She doesn't need to deal with watering them. She just does for fun.
1: Yeah, like honestly, it would not shock me if she knew less about plants than the average person just because of how <laughs> her powers work. <were. laughs>
2: Oh God! This is this really is just like uh, our D and D sorcerer who actually did not have the Arcana skill. like I don't know. I just point my arms and wave them around. and <laughs> see lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Oh yes, uh, continuing on, uh, Glimmer is also just uh, further annoyed when she learns Frosty was invited to the council meeting, while Perfuma is just passive-aggressively annoyed that Remista sniped her chair from her. (laughs) It's pretty funny, nothing comes of this, it's just amusing that Perfuma is just silently pissed that Remista took her chair. (laughs) And uh, for some reason, Cassis is here too, she doesn't do anything, (laughs) she's just here for fun, I guess. Uh, but uh, at the meeting, uh, Swiftwind gives a recap of how they've recaptured Thaymor again. <laughs> I, I guess it was—I guess they recaptured it, then lost it again, then got it back again, or something. Of that off-panel during the last month, even though like it fell like back in the first two episodes, and we haven't seen it or mentioned it again since. <laughs> and he also asked for his own tear because he also just wants a tear <laughs> I don't know how you make a tear for a horse. Seat, you can't really sit down proper like a person could. Uh, I don't
1: know. I think you could do
2: it. I, I don't. I actually don't think horses can really like sit. I think it's either they're standing up or they lay down. I don't think they can like do like a like horse kind of
1: sitting. Horses. <laughs> horses can absolutely sit, like dogs.
0: Yeah, I'm seeing one sitting on its butt right now. Oh, I am looking at pictures of horses on chairs. <laughs>
2: And that got, horse looks so happy <laughs> on that chair. And I, I got to see this. Oh, okay, <laughs> horse sitting in chair. Okay, I stand corrected. The horses can sit. <laughs> Never mind. If you're looking Even... specifically, I saw the
0: Andalusian horse. So A N D A L U S I A N horse sitting on an armchair from from iStock.com.
2: <laughs> Alright, well, I stand corrected. The horse is kidding. I'm sure Swiftman might be able to figure it out. He's sentient. He's smarter. There's a
1: very happy horse sitting on a beanbag. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Keep going. I'm looking up this
3: horse on a beanbag. but We don't need to... Oh, it's, don't it's, stop it's, it's, on it's my account. The, it's in the general chat.
0: <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'm pulling up Discord. I left Discord. Well, no, I didn't leave Discord, <laughs> but
2: I had. Do we uh... have? Is that what we have to call the episode, Patch? Do we have to just call it "Here's a Horse on the Feedback"? <laughs> <sighs> Such a happy horse! <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop looking at this horse and continue. on. <laughs> uh, Glimmer also gives an update on the woods, but Perfuma suggests that they should try to kill the woods rather than just keep fighting which Bo sort of agrees with as the Horde hasn't had to send out a single soldier so far, while the four of them that actually fight are being run ragged, they're like running ragged trying to do this. I guess five, I don't know, I'm trying to do the math in my head based on who's there. (laughs) Uh, Bo finally decides to put his artificial skills to use by suggesting that they try and capture a bot intact for once because he thinks he could use it to design a kill switch, which again, brought up earlier, the established kill switches exist with these robots. (laughs) But yes. Uh, continuing on, uh, Angela agrees to this plan and puts Glimmer in command of this mission, and Frosta immediately jumps in to basically just annoy Glimmer again. But Glimmer is just like, "Well, I'm gonna leave you to defend Bright Moon with Spinaroll and Natasa, because they've stopped being characters. They got one episode." <laughs>
0: They'll be back. Just wait a couple seasons.
2: Yeah, they'll be be back for like uh, maybe like near the end of season four for like some fight or something, and then that's it. They won't be in the... Someone's
0: got to make a sacrifice and die, so... (laughs)
2: Uh, if anyone has to be sacrificed and die, like I feel like it's got Seahawk right. <laughs> that guy will definitely go out burning a boat to kill somebody <laughs> and die himself. Okay,
0: yeah. Don't mean to take on a tangent, but yeah, important question: Which character of the Shirock characters, if you were writing for any of them to make a noble sacrifice, which one would be the one to
2: die? Honestly, Bo.
0: And <laughs> see, my money and I actually this is not a joke. My money would be on Swiftwind. <laughs> If, uh, if if there would be any character to make a noble sacrifice, although they probably would then pass it off as, like, a joke afterwards.
2: Yeah, he, but... he would, they would definitely see 3PO him where they act like he's going to die and it looks like he dies, but then he comes back, like, two minutes later and it's like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I died? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, for my money, if I was writing one of the characters to die, I think it would probably be Mamesta. Specifically because she's so over it and detached from everything that giving her a moment where she sacrificed herself because she actually cared would be impactful. But yeah, that that's <laughs> true.
2: Yeah, that that'd be that'd be a good uh, way to go if they were like, yeah, somebody has to die. So it's like, if not Remus, then I still stand by Bo because <laughs> Bo would definitely die I, for Adora
0: and Glimmer. What I feel I realize for me, I I am the kind of person who. I think likes to kill tertiary or side characters because my next one would be uh
2: would if I if I had to kill somebody
0: specifically somebody from Shira. <laughs> uh
2: yeah it specify. would be not not in Minecraft in She-Ra.
0: <laughs> it would be uh it would actually probably be Madame Raz
1: yeah that is a good pick honestly
0: like just give her this weird moment of like clarity and sacrifice related to Adora's very specific personal journey. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. And then, like, she yeah, dissolves into Spencer's stars or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that'd be cute.
1: Because, I mean, yeah, Raz is over cute. a thousand years old. She's easily the oldest person on this show, so it would not yeah. shock me if she, she died. Yeah, she, she yeah up,
2: despite, she you know, Angela... The, yeah, she would straight up have, like, the Yoda death of, like, yep, I figured out stuff. Goodbye. Blah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she, she's a thousand years old, older than the immortal <laughs> who is 35! <35. laughs>
2: Alright, uh, continue. Yep. <laughs> Alright, back over at the Fright Zone, Catra uh, and Scorpia give a report to Hordak about their recent land acquisitions that we just have not heard of or seen, so I guess whatever, we just assume this happened in the last month uh and he disapproves of their progress and after like getting in his z- attention because she's just been like wandering around the background like trying to steal more stuff for her room uh she presents a revised robot which she calls emily's kid sister or the e- eks i guess x eks I don't know. <laughs> uh but yeah the uh the kid sister has been built with first ones tech and she further explains that she only had enough to make four of them but Catra, once again says that she knows how to get where to get more of it. Just make more because obviously she was at the beacon. She knows where to get more.
1: <laughs>
2: and yep, uh, Glimmer goes and splits the group up. Basically, just like it's just the best friend squad and in, uh, in Wind with uh, the other secondary characters off together. Which pretty stacked in her favor. She's got Shebra and like just in numbers wise, it's four to one. Even though she tell, even though she tells technically does tell Swiftwind to look up from above. He just hanged out with them anyway. (laughs) So he's not doing his job.
1: Uh, Sorry to interrupt. I do want to say just real quick uh, that you've called it the Beacon a couple times now. That is not actually Mm -hmm. what it's called. It's the Crystal Castle. The beacon is just what Adora calls it before she finds out what its real name is, so...
2: Right, okay, yeah. Crystal Castle, there we go. (laughs) But yes, uh... After Glimmer splits the group up, uh, Frosted just commits insubordination by joining them, saying that yeah I li- I heard your rules but or eh, your your commands but yeah I decided fuck that I'm gonna go with you instead. So definitely should be uh fucking you know being tried for uh not paying attention to her commander. Uh yeah,
0: you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna try one of the heads of an allied nation. <laughs> no no she knew what she was doing. Uh, There's fair. no yeah true diplomatic immunity. Yeah true. true especially because, again, they only have
1: eight soldiers on their team.
0: (laughs) True. Exactly. Which makes me wonder, if one of those things is as strong as a princess, why do they need that much more of them? They've got four. They
2: have half an army already. Well, you get more of them, just this way you can be assured that the princess will die. Especially (laughs) after this, where they all fail. (laughs) They don't even kill a single one. (laughs) But yeah, uh, regardless, uh, Glimmer does concede, but she just tosses Frosta over the Perfume and the Squad to deal with her instead. Uh, and yeah, the Best Friend Squad and Swift Wind go and find an EKS in the woods, and Adora does what all melee characters do at least once in the campaign and just immediately jumps in it to stab it. But yeah, like she thinks it's easily defeated, but it isn't because it just throws her off and just sends her like 20 feet in the air to the, her death, basically. <laughs> And they all tried to tactic together, but realized that apparently it's a learning robot since it just adapts to their tactics and all. And we do, again, get another full transformation sequence because it's a new season and it's been five months between Wendy's episode there. So, of course, I had to do this here. <laughs> Probably won't happen again the rest of the season, too, I would guess.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll see. We got six more episodes. Yep.
2: We do. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, if you're talking about, like, the season two in our hearts, maybe she gets another one. You're talking about season two as, like, it's numbered on Netflix? No way. Yeah. I, this,
2: I, I don't <laughs> believe it. I refuse to believe it. Yep, fair. But yes, uh, Adora eventually just, like, kicks the robot from below to send it into the air to boast irritation, because, again, he wants an intact robot, not one busted. But they then learn that the EKSs can repair themselves, basically because they are made by stupid Magitek, so they can just heal any injuries and stuff, (laughs) and it calls the other three to it as well. But at that, Frosta pops in, ignores her once again, and just immediately tosses off a cliff almost to her death, but Glimmer teleports to catch her before, like, the robots just decide to just leave. They don't even actually care. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even with Permissa and Perfuma showing that, they're just like, yeah, we're done, goodbye, and just bounce. And Glimmer finally decides to parade Frosta for getting in the way and disobeying orders and all and Bo is just bummed out that he can't help the Rebellion since they can't even capture one of the KS's or let alone even defeat one proper since they just heal and all. And when the group really think about it, they realize that the robots are only here for the Crystal Castle, my notes say beacon, I have to adjust now, <laughs> but that they do need Frosta for the plan because Frosta actually just, like, walked away when Glimmer gave her a tongue lashing because she's being just a bit of a uncontrollable brat in a sense. Well,
1: I mean, that's kind of the point, though, right? Frosta's whole point in this episode is to be to Glimmer, what Glimmer was to Angela last season.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Glimmer does basically say as much in the conversation that they have.
1: <laughs> Which
0: honestly, one of the things that can help me most, like as I said, I'll I'll watch shows that are are intended for kids, uh, and still and still enjoy it. But one of the things that helps me most as an adult is having an episode where one of the kid characters is clearly acting like a child. Yeah. Cuz then I can be like, "Ah yes, this child is clearly a child <laughs> yeah. and I can as an adult treat them like one, you know, or or, or see them as one as opposed to getting the sense of I'm supposed to project myself onto this twelve year
2: old. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it's like one thing I remember a lot from like early uh, Shaken Shack podcast where they bring up how like even in that first book they're just all written like they're fucking adults even though they're eleven. <laughs> not to bring up not to bring up the bad <laughs> turf series at all, but like that it's like it reminds me of that where it's like yeah those characters are never written as kids. <laughs> yeah,
1: Well, that's kind yeah. of the weird thing and about you need she Need a good really. author to do that. Despite being a kids' show, everyone in this is, like, 17 and up, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, like, it's it's like the opposite of the Varel House, where it's, like, it's a show that's, like, kind of more designed for the, like, I guess, like, 12 to, like, 17 demographic, but, like, all the characters are, like, 14, except, like, Hunter. <laughs> and, I guess, uh, having these siblings. Yeah, it, it is... It's definitely interesting,
0: and it's... Now I'm just thinking about how interesting it is that the show... Is the kind that you can tell you can tell inherited the names. <laughs> okay.
1: mm-hmm. I can't imagine what clued you in.
2: Yep. All right. Well, uh, we're almost done with this nonsense. I should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's power through. Yes, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Glimmer goes to talk to Frost and Frost explains her actions by saying she's never actually had friends before since she took the throne at 8, so literally like 2 years ago. And everybody there was her subject so she couldn't really like be friends with anybody if they're just, you know, in observing her as basically like I, I guess since she phrases it as uh, she took the throne, does she technically qualify as the queen? Mhm. Uh, the like the ice, like she says that she took the throne at 8, so wouldn't that she's mean that she's Angela... the queen and not the princess? is angela
0: considered a queen yeah they they do call her queen angela yeah okay they do call her a queen yeah because now we get to the dark question (laughs) uh do any of the other princesses have moms because i've never i that really is the answer to the question Uh, (laughs) we haven't seen any of them yet
1: (laughs) no no they don't each of the princesses presumably they might have
2: yeah, presumably they might have died in the, like, previous alliance a decade ago. Well,
0: clearly what this means is it means that either they didn't want to give up the title of queen in honor of those who had fallen until the war ended, or that, like, you can only have a queen if you have a princess. <laughs> like, if there's just one, it's a princess, but then if you have
2: an Heir, then you become a queen. Maybe it's an elected position that you have to get uh, <laughs> elected to every four years, like on the boo.
1: Yeah, it's because each of the princesses, with the exception of Glimmer, is the sitting ruler of their own kingdom. There, there's no parents around. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess the idea there Maybe is it's just like... because Angela is the only adult and all the rest of them are teenagers, but also. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, It's like an age thing. Maybe it's thing. Yeah, t- marriage-
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's maybe it, okay. Well, in that case, here's an alternative. Maybe it's a marriage thing, like Miss versus oh, that Misses. Could be.
2: Yeah, like you're
1: oh, always. Because you're well, gonna no, lady actually, lady never mind them, bedroom. because that would make spinnerella and Matassa queens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good
2: point. That's a good point. Well, <laughs> I think we're finding out that a theory of nobility is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> this is really the queen answer. queen <laughs>
0: divided by proximity to a king? Because that would be... Because that's the only thing I have now is like a queen is determined through proximity to a king. But that is a very patriarchal point of view yeah. for this
2: very woman-led society. Especially yeah. because... There's like, like five male characters, if that, in the show. Well, even the... And that's including Argelia. What well, little
1: information we'll get about King Micah later, he, he was very much like a trophy wife to Angela, so... <laughs> he He's not uh, the, the the patriarch of the country. She's always been in charge, so...
0: I don't know. I'm gonna be thinking about this for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking about this. All right, put 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 in your reviews, Lovely. in your reviews next to why Kyle is weird. Why? What about next to what about Kyle is weird? Put down what makes a queen,
2: not a princess.
0: <laughs> yeah, not even in Shira. I kind of just want to know what makes a queen now <laughs> in people's hearts.
1: The only thing that I can come up with that really makes any sense that I can track is that Angela is, like, the queen of Etheria the planet and not Brighton.
0: Oh, okay. You got kind of like, uh, yeah, like a Regency thing exactly. going on. yeah.
1: So, like, she's the princess we... of Brighton, but she's the queen of Etheria.
0: <laughs> I mean, it would track with what I said earlier about, like, Spinarella and Natasa may, maybe being, like, the minor lords who don't really have a lot yeah. of land.
1: Yeah, I'll Only go with that. Problem I queen of the
0: country or Queen of the War. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know. It's war true, queen. it could be a, a war title.
2: <laughs> like general, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've put more thought into this than the show creators. Or <laughs> but classes it what... more than the show creators. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're almost done. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> but yes, uh, Glimmer relates to her by saying that she also didn't have anybody till Bowen and Dora became her friends and apologizes since Frost also reminds her of her like younger self, a.k.a. her season 1 self, as established. So, yeah, but they they make up and everything, but Glimmer is still a little bit annoyed by the fact that she's just like two years old. So, I guess I, I do at least like that that Glimmer's like, yeah, I gotta put up with this kid, but sure. <laughs> like, it's not like a full, like, oh, yeah, everything's all good already. Yeah, it is, it is
0: nice, even though, because I don't remember if this comes up again, even if it doesn't come up again, that they still acknowledge that this is uh, work that will have to be done. It yeah. isn't like magically solved with a single conversation. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um,
1: from what I remember, Frost's thing from here on out is pretty much just bad puns, so I think she just turns into me mostly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, she does straight that. say ice to me too, or, like in two minutes. Yeah, that's
1: gonna be like her so, whole character going forward.
2: <laughs> okay, so she's Mr. Freeze uh, at this point. <laughs> I mean, better than Boom Hats. Hats. <laughs> <So>. True. True. <laughs> Yeah, at least she's putting in effort to have a pun as opposed to just literally saying, boom, my superpower." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Uh, the EKSs all arrive at the Crystal Castle, which again, I have the beacon written here. I'm going to have to remember <laughs> to not say beacon. As the friend zone, uh, not the friend zone, <laughs> the, the fight <front> zone trio <laughs> are watching on the camera feed because I forgot their like super pal name that Scorpio came up with last episode. Or, uh, the last two episodes. Yeah. Last podcast episode. Whatever. <laughs> and, uh, but Frostin makes them all, like, sit on a nice field, and the group shows up and use like, variable tactics to keep the robots unable to predict what they're gonna do, with, again, Adora just turning her, like, weapon into, like, a bunch of bullshit that she can't control. <laughs> uh, and they, like, slowly take out, uh, two of the robots, and capture just, like, self-destructs the one that the Adora's on, like, that she captured with, like, turning her weapon into a rope. <laughs> uh, so I guess yeah, she just has a robot protection now, and they frankly work to try to disable uh, the last one after three of them are dead because they're like, yep, eh, we gotta make sure that they can't remotely self-destruct this thing because Katra's just like, eh, fuck it, we'll just make more of these things. It's better than letting them get them. And with
0: what materials, <laughs> Catra Exactly. <laughs> you sent them. Ma- with what sent- materials you the robots are here you
2: to get the materials, and now you're just saying, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they'll just send hordes guys out there and just protect it and, and get the stuff themselves rather than having very visible robots doing it.
1: Yeah, I mean is good in a one on one fight, but I tell you this, she's not gonna be winning any rounds of civilization anytime soon.
2: No, <laughs> very much not.
1: <laughs> but yes.
2: Uh, they're able to at least like, be screen the last one with uh, Frosted ca- trapping an ice and Bo climbs up onto it to remove the chip that controls the self-except sequence because apparently he just knows immediately which chip it does. That <laughs> does <that. laughs> uh, uh, let's not forget
0: that uh, Dora finally has it in her heart to flirt with Katra by saying uh, by mockingly saying hey Katra!" before she punches out one of the she robots. Does, she does
2: do that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is true and but yeah uh basically uh because the princesses actually work together and everything and cooperated uh they get their gay robot uh, gay robot gay rainbow power glow back (laughs) and the forest seals a little bit so the perfumas idea of like working together and everything it's a real answer to help the wind seal as opposed to just murdering a bunch of robots i guess But yes, uh, over back in the Fright Zone, I did not say Fright Zone at least this time, thank God, Catra uh, goes and visits <laughs> Shadow Weaver in a prison cell for reasons, and she once again just gloats about how much progress she's made since she's new second-in-command, but Shadow Weaver realizes that Catra's here because Adora is still the main problem for her, and like Catra just tries to blow it off and just leaves. <laughs> And yeah, later on, the princesses recover from their fight, and the door repeats what Lighthope said about there's still progress in fixing the planet, but at least they've held off the Horde for now. And while Bo is off uh, disassembling the EKS they captured using a recorder like Entrapta, because he's like, Oh, well, the, per- uh, the best scientist I knew did this, so I guess I'm doing this too. I'm not sure who I'm talking to. I guess future me. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, pops open the panel and finds like th- one of the little like 1st one's tech crystals inside and he has the really bad realization that not only has been trapped alive but also that they left her behind and he feels <laughs> real bad about it uh, and somehow not the realization that willingly or not she's working with the enemy and yeah he, he... i mean he doesn't realize that it's more just like yep uh she's alive Wait, oh wait we fucking left her behind <laughs> oh no so then, you like jump to conclusion of like oh that's why she's definitely helping them because we left her to die <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I d- it's hard to blame them. I mean, we talked about it just a couple episodes ago, but they saw her burn to death and the episode ended they on them crying. D- that yeah, they they, they her literally
2: saw <laughs> they saw a door close and immediately saw fire evaporate her. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm 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 very torn on it cuz on one hand, I do feel like it is a sign of how much they care about her and their friendship that like their first thought is even if it's not correct the first thought is guilt at leaving her behind Mm -hmm. and not like anger that she's working Mm -hmm. with the enemy shows you know how they care (laughs) on the other hand they have every right to be bad
2: Yeah, but I guess I read it as like you know they might be like oh well obviously she didn't have a choice or else they would have just killed her. Yeah. But yeah, that that's uh, that's that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not really got much else on it because it, it's like it's it's kind of like a standard like intro back to the characters after being away for a while kind of episode for a season opener. Yeah.
0: Yeah, in- introduce the characters, introduce what Adora's plot is going to be for the season, have a little enticing plot hook at the end, and then, you know, you get a nice little. So I like that they included not only the Frosta thing, but the little joke about Perfuma and Mermista as a way to just show, you know, hey, just because they can now do their giant rainbow laser beam. Uh, Sorry, giant rainbow laser (laughs) wave uh, does not mean that they, uh, that everything is perfect forever now, that they're all best friends. You know, they're still trying to figure out how to work with each Mm other.
1: That's uh, that's a very salient point that I appreciate they took the Mm -hmm. time to put in. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot else to say about this episode. It's it's very much a return to form, getting back in the swing of things sort of thing.
2: Yeah, reintroduction to the characters and what's going on, and setting up stuff for the future, because it's like, yep, now we can make the stupid repairing robots. <laughs> as long as we yeah, have, I... mag- have magic
0: <laughs> When I rewatched both of the episodes, my thought was I didn't have anything bad to say about them, because I do think they're good, but it was, you know and again it's the end Mm -hmm. of the first season beginning of the second season like you're not going to have earth shattering things in almost all shows uh but yeah very much it it was like yeah these are they are doing what they need to do to end the first season and and start the second (laughs) one uh and i i think it's good and I, i i'd much rather have these by the numbers is the wrong word but like pretty conventional but like well done outro and intro than i would them trying to do something radically different and just absolutely pulling a big swing yeah, in the yeah. yeah. like like uh, i kind of equate this ep-
2: episode to uh like separate tides for owl house where it's like okay yeah it's it's the first episode of season two it's introducing where the characters are after the, f- the finale what's going on what are we doing
0: yeah, exactly. And, yeah. like, with, with like, Owl House Season 1, you know, I don't know when they realized they weren't going to have a third season, but at that show, they didn't really have time to have a pretty just, like, straightforward, no-big-hooks season uh, finale like this <laughs> one did,
2: because they they had to keep going yeah i, I think they learned pretty like around like the midway point in making season one that they were only getting the three specials so i think it's like pretty quickly they were like okay we gotta actually like escalate stuff <laughs> yeah especially with that makes sense yeah because i mean like most of season one it's still just like kind of like i don't wanna say like goofy stuff but it's like yeah a lot of it is stuff like let's have the gay sports episode <laughs> let's have the body swap episode which uh, nothing happens then <laughs> kind of stuff <laughs> but then yeah and then like immediately once it's like oh okay here's the second last episode shit's popping off or what the fuck's going on we finally see bello's face or at least Bellos as a person <laughs> and then it's like yep. everything and is th- different and, th- now. and then season two is like yep it's like all right no fucking breaks <laughs> <laughs> shit every time every shit every episode going off <laughs>
1: yeah i do want to say just watching this show again it's like I've been having difficulty reconciling the episodes we watch with the episodes I remember just because this is so introductory this whole series that we've been watching so far like th- this series is gonna go places and it's gonna get to levels that you don't expect but as it is it's it's difficult for me to I, I don't know it's very season one if that makes sense
2: <laughs> yeah
0: no I, I get what you're saying like my my praise was a very lukewarm it's good it's doing its job well
2: yeah. it is I, I don't need them to pull, yeah.
0: I don't need them to pull the stuff I know they're going to pull later but also because I know that stuff not you know were I not recording this for a podcast I probably not would not have come back and rewatched these episodes in yeah, particular yeah that's very sure mm-hmm. yeah
1: <laughs> Well, um, I think if y'all have no objections, I will move on to my next segment, yeah? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot for this, because I don't always have a lot for this, but uh, let's talk about the 80s a little bit. I'm going to focus on Spinarilla <laughs> and Natasha today, because that's they finally got a, a, they an episode. Big. They They had um, to be characters. I dropped an image in Recording Spam. You'll see that uh, Natasha. Was essentially a ripoff of Storm from the X Men with a lot bigger collar.
2: <laughs> that is a pretty big collar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, their whole deal is that they are best friends from a far, <laughs> from the far corners of Etheria, and that for whatever reason they come to uh, the Whispering Woods, where they go to a bar and Spinnerella gets kidnapped. <laughs> So Natasa teams up with Adora and the Rebellion to go save Spinarella. Uh, Spinarella, meanwhile, her power is that when she dances, she can cause winds to happen. So it is the aerokinesis, but like specifically when she dances. So Hordak takes her to the Whispering Woods and forces her to dance so hard a hurricane happens. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually... I'm just now
2: imagining Hordak like leaning down to like <laughs> grab each of her legs and force her to dance literally with, by moving his hand <laughs> her feet basically <laughs> Like just trying to force her to like tap dance or something at the minimum <laughs>
3: and
1: yeah eventually uh, Natasha teams up with Adora and the Rebellion to save Spinnerella uh, Spinnerella then dances backwards to make the hurricane unhappen very Superman style <laughs>
0: That's what I was thinking. I was like, ah yes, the Superman gambit. Glad
3: we're yes. here.
1: And that's pretty much it. Uh, you'll notice that I didn't focus too much on Netasa in this. It's because her entire portrayal is pretty racist, I'm not gonna lie.
2: Oh, cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, she does
1: not throw nets in the way that modern Natasa does. Her thing is you'll see you see her cape there is a net. Uh, she pretends that she doesn't see enemies coming up next to her, and then when they get too close, she can like swing out the net because it's just a net and catch them. That's her power—is having a net you know,
0: That's th- that's a shame because I was I was gonna come in and say you know what I like the net cape.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would be very cool. If I it was don't like it more than just a weapon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't like it as a replacement for net powers. For for boom nets. (laughs) (laughs) Also, definitely, I I do like Nunitas' hair a lot more with how, like, floofy it, it is. It's funny how... How Spinarella looks... Like, a lot of her hair and, like, other things are vaguely close to, like... The new one, whereas Natasha just completely just threw out <laughs> everything except for the hair color, which is still slightly different.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can usually see pretty clear lines of where the designs were inspired when you look at these old ones, but they <laughs> they, they did not do that with Natasha. <laughs> I mean, she's got
0: two, like, of those handheld fans on the side of her head, like, to cool you down.
1: Well, see, that's part of her strategy, is because if she's got blinders on, then it's easier for her to pretend she can't see you coming. Yeah, she, <laughs> she like, a force?
2: Oh, <laughs> well, if I don't see it, it doesn't
0: exist. <laughs> also, you might have, you probably heard me when you started by saying best friends just let out a big laugh. I'm just mm-hmm. so glad we're finally getting the reverse effect of, you know, these Sailor Moon characters who are in love are just yeah. cousins uh, we're now we're now seeing the correct form of that where best friends does not mean best friends in the same way that it used
3: to <laughs> in the 80s yep.
2: like as soon as anybody calls each other a bestie and they are two characters that are like not like a dude and a girl like people are immediately like okay so they definitely mean that they're gay <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we uh, get what you're throwing down 2022 tv show yeah <laughs>
0: Every t- every time I see one of these, uh, one of these characters of the old Shira, all I can think is, thank God that finally, that like in the new Shira, they decided to have the characters not look like they're just the same <laughs> woman.
2: Yeah, like they're very much like Barbies cut from the same cloth and just like have yeah, those like, are in the in the case different skin color. <laughs> and I'm not even talking about
0: the the obvious thing where it's like, you know, you, you have very different like body ta- types, types and body shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh like, you know how uh they have Spinnerella is a lot fatter than she is in this one. I'm talking about even like even compare like Natasa to Perfuma who in the most recent She-Ra are both, like, skinny (laughs) women, they aren't the same woman. Like, those two (laughs) women are the exact same height, even. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely. I do want to... Like, obviously, a lot of the reason they had the same model was because of uh, uh, merchandising issues. I do want to drop this old school Adora doll in here because uh, Natasha isn't the only one that had the head fans going on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it look, it looks like she took one of those old-fashioned mirrors with like the fancy frills, just punched
3: out the glass
2: and shoved it on her head. Yeah, like like she's like a she's like a dog that like got stuck in like like it's like a too big dog trying to get through like the cat uh, door it's, or whatever, and it's just stuck. It's and like, it's like the, please help! Stop! T- stop! Recording it's like
0: the, me. please help! <laughs> it's like the magic mirror from Snow. White if like you just took away and you revealed that the magic mirror actually had a whole body the entire time (laughs) Uh,
1: and you know for the equal um, the last thing I'm going to drop here is a link to a Natasa doll because you gotta see this model and I can't copy the image individually I can only link you the sale page (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> her 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 head fans have extended some wings for her to take off.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's dramatic, huh? I
2: my my
0: my first thought was like giant gills, <laughs> and like with the net, you can see as like a net
2: for catching fish.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She seems a lot more uh, aquatic based in this toy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this might them really having one in the form of Mermista.
1: But yeah, that's that's what I got from my oh. little eighties corner.
0: <laughs> Start free trial to see what it's sold for. I don't want a free trial. I just want to see how much I can <laughs> get this for.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, eighties. <80s>, uh, <laughs> what, did... All right, I need to make a bit of a tangent here. Did the idiot from Ready Player One watch all of the old She-Ra to try to figure out all that bullshit (laughs) about the hidden egg stuff? (laughs) Ready Player One (laughs) She-Ra. Well, I know in the the books, no, because in the books he's also just very casually transphobic as fuck, so of course he wouldn't watch a show about a bunch of women. (laughs) But I'm just saying... It's true. But I'm saying, was there anybody else in the background of that series that doesn't get mentioned that was doing this? (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, I get, I get what you're saying. Um the I only mean, thing I can tell you is that He-Man is on the Ready Player
2: 1 Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I he, think I I think he, I remember hearing about He-Man a bit when I listened to that audiobook a decade ago when before I wisened the fuck up. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's a terrible book. <laughs> if you ever want to, if you want to hear just how terrible it is, go listen to that. Uh, God, I forget the name fully because it's like it's like 358 pages. We'll never get back or something. Like that. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great podcast. It started with that. They eventually, at some point, did Ready Player Two, but they have also just covered like a bunch of other shitty books. But it's like it, it got its start reading that first book, and it's like this. They literally had a segment that was like <laughs> trying to like have people like. Send in like either fake or real quotes from the book for them to guess if it would actually show up in the book later on. (laughs) It was it was amazing.
0: It's apparently called three hundred and seventy two pages will never get back.
2: I I knew it was three hundred something, but yeah.
0: (laughs) They're right currently they're on a book called Super Constitution. Great. That sounds promising already. (laughs) Oh, they listened they read my immortal, okay
2: yeah <laughs> i think they're comedians i want to say i'm pretty sure
0: yeah it looks like a um, michael j nelson of mystery science theater 3000 oh right yes Tracks yep
2: yep that's what i was thinking of okay <laughs> but yeah that th- th- that podcast is good listen to that if you ever want to hear how t- fucking terrible those books are <laughs> <laughs> i forget if they did the movie of ready player on but also i've heard people say the movie is actually tolerable and is not queerphobic at the least even if they do turn the iron giant into a fucking weapon which was exactly the opposite of the iron giant
0: <laughs> i mean it's it's steven spielberg yeah. it's gonna be fine at worst yeah, yeah that's true
1: this, and there's a lot of discourse about the Iron Giant being in that movie, but what I will say is this. One, it's not the Iron Giant. It's, like, a custom skin yeah, that a character made to look like him.
2: Yeah, like, it, it's, it's all the stupid bullshit with their, like, internet stuff, where it's, like, it's a prize somebody's using, so it's not actually the Iron Giant himself. Well, it's just a person so, being, like, I'm gonna drive this, because this is well, cool. Okay,
1: so the thing is, and I'm sorry, here we go, Ready Player One lore. There are, like, officially okay. licensed character skins, right? You can just buy a skin. Mm-hmm. But that's not what the Iron Giant is. That's one of the characters specifically, like, programs and mods the game to create their own items. So they modded an Iron Giant into the game that they're then using. It's not their...
2: Oh, okay. I don't remember that being in the book because I remember people saying that, like, drops are actually, like, in the book. So, like, at one point, one of them gets, like, Ultraman or something as a drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so if you want to be mad... Be mad at the new Smash Bros. ripoff multiverses, which does have the Iron Giant <laughs> yes. as the Iron Giant. True, true,
2: yes, fair. Which does treat him like a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and also, that game of course also charges you like $255 for DLC you can't earn in-game. So, cool. Yeah. Yep. Straight up, can't earn it. Need to buy it. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. You couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, they
1: so- made so- <laughs> ultimate calling the cops, so... <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, great. Also. <laughs> what? Yeah, great. What? Excuse <laughs> me? Why is he just like smashing the people with the mystery machine or something? Yeah, Velma, her Velma moves will like ultimate
1: drop clues over the course of the match, and if she picks up enough clues, she can call the cops on the enemy players and they'll show up and arrest them and drive off. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Ugh. Uh. Also get that warner brothers does not actually like stick with the times but it's also just it's such an indictment of that game like when they like the roster leaked and it's like oh are you from game of thrones and it's like great cool that show nobody's thought of for like three years <laughs> and nobody gives a fuck about the spin-offs, <laughs> because you managed to have taken like the show that was the talk of like everybody's like sunday night for like seven years straight yeah. and thrown off a fucking cliff because you had no idea how to make it end.
0: <laughs> we'll say I did love that finale though, mostly because I stopped watching the se- series after season two because it started being like too much for me. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you're going to stop and, like, at season two,
2: pretty good end point. You get the battle of Blackwater. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well it was
0: just like there were so many characters that were introduced I'm <laughs> like, I don't care anymore. And so then yeah. when I, when I am indifferent about something, especially if it's something I used to engage in, Hearing about how it's bad actually brings me immense
2: joy. Be <laughs> like, ah, oh, is that bitter for stopping? Is <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. I mean, and like, it, there's still parts of it that I did like near the end. I still like some of the stuff in season seven, and I like that episode in season eight where it's just all of them like sitting there talking about like, yeah, we're probably all gonna die, so let's just all hang out for a day.
0: You know, I <laughs> and think then, it was. I and think then it was a real dumb. <laughs> I think it was a radical choice for them to emulate the feeling of reading the book in one of the final battles by making it so dark you couldn't see anything. So you just (laughs) had to use the voices
2: and the power of your imagination. Uh, Also to send your only cavalry towards the Endless Horde of uh, Zombies. (laughs) Very smart. Not not, like having your soldiers stationed outside the defensive walls of the castle. Mm Mm-hmm. Great, good, good job, characters. (laughs) Yep, there we Uh, are. Down triangle to call the police. Oh boy!
1: (laughs) The only thing I will give them on that is that it is an unintentional, if scathing, indictment of the police that when they show up and drive you away, you die instantly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there is that at least.
2: (laughs) All right, I I should cover that. That might be a good idea. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It's just Natasha and Cinderella's voice actors, uh, as already covered. Spinnerola is voiced by Nate Stevenson. That's cool that he got the voice of character. Uh, Natasha is uh, voiced by Crystal Joy Brown, who is kind of mostly known for theater more than like voice acting, because she plays Diana Ross in the Broadway musical uh, Motown. She's also Taylor McKissie, I think. Is how I'm pronouncing that right? In the like not the Broadway, the theater version of High School Musical, and it's also Elizabeth Schuyler. Sh- I don't know how about that, know her name Hamilton, and of course Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Elizabeth Hamilton and Schuyler. Hamilton. I, I, it only said the 2019 <laughs> Hamilton. I don't know if she's still the current Elizabeth Hamilton, <laughs> but yeah, that's what it was listed as nice and i guess i could also just quickly cover it because it's here we actually have an update for the transformation count because it's at five it was at three for like a month and a half (laughs) we got two we did the thing i made this i made this bit and then it didn't happen for like the next month
1: and a half (laughs) so yeah that's it okay um then I'll go ahead and move over to questions. Uh, if you have questions to send the show, you can find us at AspyrdosCast on Twitter, or you can send them to AspyrdosCast at gmail.com uh, We have a couple questions today. Uh, from champion question asker Aurora Borealis at Casey Cosmos on Twitter, what sort of ice cream flavors do you think they have on Etheria? Not particularly relevant, but I forgot about this until the last minute and had some ice cream today. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't think they have a lot of ice cream on Ethereum, just because of the difficulty with refrigeration. Probably not.
0: Yeah. I, so my first thought, which I'm now going to have to justify in reverse, is Neapolitan... You know, the one that's, like, mm-hmm. strawberry, yeah. vanilla, chocolate. It's yeah. just, like, that, a cute, the, basic
2: little thing. Yeah, the most interesting character in Ruby because she never opens her mouth to say anything to spoil her characterization.
0: <laughs> I wasn't going to be the one to say <laughs> but it. But I
2: had to be the one, because fuck that But show. the connection
0: to Ruby <laughs> is also part of the reason why. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, it's either that or it's... Like rainbow ice cream with glitter, yeah. And <laughs> like it's like
2: what, is the, what and... is the gayest colored ice cream? And it's like, yeah, the one that literally has pink in it. I guess is the closest you can
1: really get. Okay. Can I throw part. a wrench in the works here. Mm-hmm. All as right, far us. as I am aware, throughout the entirety of the series, there are no cows on Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, she
1: cow. Are there mammals? There are though? mammals. That is true. It's just right. that like all the mammals we see are sentient. <laughs> okay so there's yeah, a so bull woman the, the ones, i don't think that
2: yeah counts. no the minotaur tiefling lady doesn't count she's a person <laughs> like the, the only animals we really have seen are the lizard that's given wings and then Swiftman, yeah, who's given yeah we've seen a lizard a
1: horse and some bugs and that's about it for wildlife <laughs>
2: Well, I I don't know. So, really, it all comes down. Maybe it's a Luke Skywalker situation. Maybe you can milk the bug. (laughs) Just like you milk the cow thing. Alien. That's
0: (laughs) a lot better than I was going to say. I was going to say, so this real comes down to. The the real question here is actually is Swiftwing milkable? No, he's a guy. He's the only one that's not trans because that was this last episode. (laughs) Alright. Well, in that case, there we go. (laughs) Oh,
1: oh my. Oh. Doran helps a creature and drinks its juice <laughs> uh, Casey also asks uh, Have you played or are you aware Of the she and The Princesses of Power themes TTRPG for the honor uh, No I was not aware of this I'm looking it up now
2: I think, I think I heard this once before I think I saw at least the cover I don't think I actually saw the book itself I, yeah i i was actually thinking about it while we recorded i've
0: never like played it for the honor uh but i remember all of drama's the wrong word but all of, like the drama around a she-ra rpg because someone i think it was on april fools posted about how there's going to be mm-hmm. an official one and then people got real excited and then they got real upset when the person's like, no, nope, I was just lying. <laughs> but, you know, maybe someday, di- maybe, you know, this is a sign, Netflix, that you should make one. Mm-hmm. And then it never happened. But, you know, of course somebody was going to make a She yeah, yeah. game at some point. Uh, and,
2: yeah, this is the only one I've heard of. Although I'm sure there's more out there. I like that one of the first results on Google Images is just a picture of. For Honor with the text, For Honor RPG When? <laughs> question mark. It's like, never, because nobody cares about For Honor. It's another Ubisoft <laughs> live service game that blew up and died. This... Just like all the... Yeah, when I first read For
0: the Honor, I thought, For Honor? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we can talk about For Honor. I played it a little bit. It was fun <laughs> enough. Yeah,
1: I mean, just looking over this really briefly, it does seem very interesting. Uh, it's a gm system, so it's all anthology based, you, every player has a princess, there's no yeah, But it, it seems very neat so thank you for bringing that to our attention Aurora <laughs> um, we do have one more question from uh, Friends at quest underscore friends on twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wonder who that could be <laughs> it's a mystery <laughs> Uh it actually kinda covers some of the grounds that we talked about earlier today, <laughs> yeah, but uh West Friends asks, I'm watching the finale right now and I just turned over to Emily and asked where are the guards? We saw them two minutes ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they all died. I, I saw this it. tweet literal literal minutes after <laughs> Emily and I had a conversation about where are the guards. <laughs> they all died.
2: They, they were the first side of the fence and they immediately got eviscerated because they were growing up against giant laser tanks. <laughs> <sighs> ah. RIP. Damn. What a shame. Yeah, if only we had, le- had at- sent out the actual combatants with the gay rainbow power before we just decided to send all those people into the wood chipper. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was gonna say at least at least we see them in future seasons, so we know they did survive the rainbow. That's wave. true. Yes. Uh, I
2: mean, no, they 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 died in the fight, but then uh, they stole some hard tech to bring them back, just like Kyle keeps bringing Brock back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that they, one guard that they we keep seeing, the one who never wears a helmet with a scar. She specifically survives because the clone wouldn't have a scar. So
2: <laughs> true. Yeah. Unless they, made there be exactly the same that EIT was before she died. <laughs> it's like you can bring it back, but you can't be bothered to fix that. Okay, it's like it's like the theory people had of how Bellows just has like cloning vets of all the guards, and they're all just named Steve. It's like, well, just break out some more. We got plenty.
1: <laughs> I'll go ahead. Okay, well, it has been a long day, but I think we're pretty much wrapped up here. Uh, do either of y'all have anything else to say before I move into plugging? <laughs> nope. <laughs>
2: that was a firework don't worry about it (laughs) you're still shooting off fireworks near you it's it's three it's been three weeks since Fourth of july listen
0: i i've since moving to where i've lived i've had to play the game is that a gun or a firework a couple of times yeah that was like most of my June here in hartford (laughs) i'm pretty sure pretty sure it's always come away with uh with firework (laughs) when with hope yeah i've
1: never gone outside to check (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh since we're wrapping up Kyle, is there anything you'd like to plug for us today
0: (laughs) yes uh listen uh okay so uh if you're here uh Let's say you're here, and you like She-Ra, and the idea of a She-Ra tabletop role-playing game enticed you. Now throw all that out the window and start thinking about the Owl House <laughs> instead. <laughs> uh, because, in addition to people making you know, a role-playing system based on She-Ra, someone hypothetically... Uh, may have made a game called Under the Neighborhood, which is a role-playing game where you can play out adventures like in Gravity Falls or Amphibia or the Owl House, hypothetically (laughs) speaking. And that person may also have, uh, you know, (laughs) potentially made a podcast called Quest Friends where the story Quest Friends Hereafter uh, is inspired by the Owl House and it takes place in a world where the land of the dead is only a plane ride away. This is all to say, I do another podcast where we tell improvised stories using uh, a role-playing system I made. Uh, it's largely inspired by uh, by The Owl House. That's how I got in contact with uh, this show to begin with. And then I I came on to talk about She-Ra because I really like that too. Um, but yeah, if you like more of if if you liked my voice and my insights and would like to see me paired with. Many people much funnier and more clever than me. Again, it's already happened now, but if you want to see it happen with a new batch of people, you can check out Quest Friends at questfriendspodcast.com You
1: two kinds, It has been an absolute delight to have you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, for those who need the refresher, you can find me at patch underscore jacket on Twitter. Uh, I... Have been cooling off on Twitter lately because I have three weeks left in my current semester, which means I have about sixty pages worth of essays to write. So yeah, you,
2: you oh. keep you keep reminding me just how bad it is. To be. Like recently, in like the last few years, I've been like, Maybe I should go back to college again." people well, like in the last couple of months, you've been, you've been I'm, just making me go like, "No, that'd be a bad <laughs> idea." <laughs> I'm literally I'm literally
0: going to, like, a Zoom to talk to ASU about the possibility of getting a master's. (laughs) This was the worst time to hear Um,
1: this. Well, if it helps at all, my specific master's is very, very essay-based. I don't think they all are, but... um, So I'm looking into uh, library and information sciences, and that's very much a research-based degree, so... Oh,
0: yeah, that would... (laughs) That would do it. Yeah, I... I hate. Re- unsurprising, the person who uh, came and only watched the two episodes he had to <laughs> n- is not a big fan of research.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's a very stark contrast. If you telling me like how many like pages, like papers you had to do that have been like fifteen pages long or So, patch. Meanwhile, it's like when I was in college, the most I ever had to do was like five or six
0: <laughs> the longest paper i ever did was 10 pages front and back and that was literally because it was my first paper in college so i was like right off that high yeah, school like, yeah where i was yeah, like gotta run- gotta be you're super impressive before
2: college crushed you yeah yeah, like, by yeah my, uh, let's do this and then like immediately afterwards you were like i'm gonna die <laughs> Uh, I, 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 still at least like uh, the story I have of something like that, where I basically got to get one of my like upper writing requirements for my English degree by basically telling the teacher that they were full of shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, I don't, I feel bad with kind of phrasing it like that because it wasn't ecofeminism class. I don't say anything bad about that class in particular. It's just that the teacher was just an idiot about it, and so like. She basically told us, like, write, write, uh, use one of these books and write a paper if you don't want to do the group work, which of course always sucks because it's group work in college, and then write it on there. And I'm like, this entire book that you suggested, uh, basically it's this, like, complete opposite of what you've been trying to say in this entire class. And then oh, her basically being no. like, yeah, she, she originally gave me a B because she was like, well, you maybe maybe you should like uh, view it from my point of view and maybe suggest <laughs> why this book would be in support of what I've said. And then, like I added a paragraph like, I guess it could be interpreted this way if X, Y, Z. And she's like, well, you Needs to be plus. I'm like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, need, I needed two uh, writing re- requirements that were B plus or higher in the level three hundred above English class, and that was one of them. And it's like, okay, well, this paper is basically saying this cl- this teacher is full of bullshit. Yeah, the, the school B+ on that
1: is like the number, I think it's the number two library school in North America right now, and so we're graded to very oh, high nice. standards. Uh, I have only gotten above an 80 on one thing I've ever done for this program, and that was an assignment that I specifically refused to do, because it was evil. <laughs> and the teacher was like, hey, good critical thinking. Uh, I mean, I wanted you to talk about the ethical ramifications of this. Refusing to do it counts.
0: <laughs>
3: well, hey. <laughs> I'll yeah, it. yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, I was trying to take a principled stand and thought I would get a zero, but if you're going to give me a good grade for it, all right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's, like, it's like a more reasonable approach to it compared to, like, when you listen to Dan Reichert and some of the older Beastcasts, where he's like, yeah, I basically just, like, wrote a bunch of, like, video game, uh, like, uh, reviews rather than going to any class, and I still managed to pass all my classes. What, <laughs> what's, what's this about, like, watching The Godfather and knowing anything about film? <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck you, Dan Reichert. You're, you're actually the planet's luckiest boy, not Alpharad. oh <sighs>
1: Okay, well that's my plug, uh, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I've always, I, uh, uh, bleh, let me try it again. As always, I'm over at at Chaos on Twitter. I don't really think I've been doing much there either. Mostly just retweeting about some more bullshit going on, and liking some like old like pictures and stuff. <laughs> it's it's really just the same stuff, like. <laughs> I've been liking a lot of Mary Cagle's, like, new foster kittens to try to, like, help her get, like, deal with the fact that she accidentally lost one of her older cats mm-hmm. because it accidentally got into some medicine and wasn't supposed to eat and passed away, sadly. So I've been I've been liking and retweeting a lot of those, trying to, like, help send Mary Cagle some good vibes, because she needs them. She's a good, she's a good webpionic artist. She deserves to have people like her, besides rather than just focusing on her cats in yeah. general. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It's, it's just stuff like that. I, I mean, I did also like the uh, the pretty funny uh, Deltarune <laughs> t- uh, tweet somebody made of. I like how Deltarune can look like this, and it's like one of the like, nice backgrounds, and then also this at the same time. And this is a bit from Chapter 2 of like, the cars that are shitty MS Paint drawings <laughs> with legs walking along. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's just the kind of stuff that I pay attention to. <laughs> just nonsense. Okay. Turns out you have to kinda of pay and focus on the non pay attention and focus on nonsense in uh the Hellscape of this twenty twenty two.
1: Yeah, it does help one survive. Mm-hmm. Um so well, also, can we drag it out for two more minutes? Because if we do, it'll be our longest episode ever again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're going to have to edit stuff, so will Oh, it? that's true. Yeah,
1: you're right. You're going to have to go
0: longer, yeah. That's yeah. a good point. I mean, I can pull up segments of, like, oh, no. Player One if you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, can, I can read it. Ready
1: Player <laughs> okay, One nope, He-Man segments. Ready. Uh, so it's been a long day, and we've been very grateful to have you. Uh, Please, honestly, feel free to come back anytime because this was a blast. uh, I'm glad it was great being here. For the moment, I think there's not much left to say, but to remember, us weirdos have to stick together. together. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.